you lot. You're listening to Garage Hammer. Episode 266. On tonight's episode, the Manling has someone in who knows what they're talking about when it comes to playing this game. And they're going to discuss all the rules for those undead creatures, the soul plight grave lords. I hope you have some tips on how to beat them because they're just foul, not like a good living dwarven at your side. Ah, gross, shut it! I'm listening to me show. Welcome to the Graduate Tools for the next two, three hours. I'll do my best to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a few laughs along the way. Bringing you the undead, their magic, their rules, their coolness. And all sorts of other stuff that I'm not even going to be thinking about because I don't really know how to play this game. I'm David Whitek, and with me, as always, to open the show is Lindsay, the Alpino Canadian hockey puck. Say hi, Lindsay. So, uh, today, talking Gravelord's War. Um, so, this is uh, an interesting episode. Um, because I'm having on somebody who actually really knows how to play Warhammer and understands these armies and is just going to give you his uh, straightforward opinion on the on this book. Um, I know I'm going to have a great time, uh, and I hope you will too. Uh, also, I think if everything goes the way it's supposed to, there's going to be three episodes out this month. Uh, it's still only going to be... Uh, two, as far as the Patreon patrons are concerned, obviously you'll hear and get all three, excuse me, episodes. But as I said from the very beginning, with uh, Patreon, I would never count any month as having more than two releases. But the the as of the time of this recording, the leaks, the new rules are out on GW's website. Uh, I can't put off covering uh, 3.0, but I still got to cover. Kragnos, and I don't want to just ignore Kragnos and, and review him after 3.0 drops, so I'm going to try to drop two more episodes this month, Kragnos and the 3.0, uh, you know, how to play review. So uh, lots coming up for Garage Hammer, so keep listening, folks. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the way the show's been going this year. Um, I'm kind of winging it every episode, trying to figure out, find my way here in 2021. So um, let's uh, do the quick things we need to do, like thanking the sponsors of Garage Hammer, which include Chaos Orc Superstore, Chaos Orc Superstore, Chaos Orc Superstore, Six Squared Studios, who are doing everything. Uh, basing, if you've got uh, the rights to something to be 3D printed, they'll print it for you. Um, they're just, you know, uh, they're, they're awesome. And they, if you need something made for your game, um, they're the people to talk to. Kevin and Brad are simply the best. And also, let's not forget Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. Uh, there's always something happening at Grognards. Um, yeah, there's always something happening there, and uh, it's just getting better there uh, every day. I went in this weekend to pick up Harrison's LRL piece of terrain, and uh, just people in the store... 
uh, gaming and stuff like that, it's so nice to start to see things opening up and people back in the game stores and playing games. I'm super excited. Just wanted to make sure everybody understood how excited I am. Just super de-duper excited. Now, real quick, uh, before we jump to our first commercial and then come back and really dive into the rules for Gravelords, I just want to take a moment to obviously thank all those Patreon sponsors who make this show and everything we do on it possible. That includes our associate producers, Dwight Sims, Christopher Sanders, AJC, Opie, and Big Jake, our executive producer, Colin Miller, and uh, I would like to welcome back Sheldon Turner, uh, a returning patron, and also a big special thanks to Derek Zimmerman for bumping his pledge up to the next level. Thank you, all of you, Sheldon, Derek, associate producers, executive producers, uh, every single person in the past and current and in the future who was, is, or am be um, a Patreon patron. You guys have no idea how much I appreciate your support and your uh, your just completely misguided belief that this show is worth something. So thank you so much. I really do, really do appreciate this as we're wrapping up our 11th full year of broadcasting this month. Uh, that's right, 11 years. It's bananas. Uh, thank you for becoming, like I said, part of that 1%. Can't do it without you. Also, uh, I did get a few voicemails, but I really, really need to jump into this. Um, and it looks like I might even be doing a covering Kragnos all by myself. So I will make sure um, to take some time and, and, and go through the voicemails um, at that point and, and play a few of them. Um, but if you wanted to leave a voicemail for one of these episodes, you can do that easily by calling 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Most international callers dial 00 and then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. You can do that. You can call and leave a voicemail. I love them. Even if they don't get in the air, just understand I listen to every one of them. The nice ones, the not so nice ones, the ones that are hard to hear because you're on the road, the ones that are clear as a bell uh, because you're making sure that uh, you know, you're know you got your little soundproof room where you could do your phone calling or whatever it is you do to make them sound so clear. Um, I, I, I listen to every last one of them, and I do treasure them. So thank you all for that. I do appreciate it. Um, we're going to just jump right quick, take a quick uh, have a commercial from You Know Where, Chaos Orc Superstore, um, skipping hobby progress, jumping right into our special guest and the, uh, the, uh, the rules and the war section of the Soul Blight Grave Lords coverage. So we'll be right back. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. Chaos Orc Superstore. 
and we're back. All right, folks, we are back. And after a bit of delay, we are talking the war section, the rules for Soul Blight Gravelords. Now, I know I told you guys last episode, I teased that we're going to have a, a, a guy on who knows knows the rules. Here's a guy. Here's a guy who's on, who knows his rules, who knows his, his, his Age of Sigmar, who honestly knows more about Warhammer than I do and taught me that I really need to learn my rules and follow that book. It is my good friend, Rob Symes. Rob, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me on. Uh, like I said, off air, you are, you are the person that I listened to when I was getting into Warhammer at the start, you and all the American bat rappers. So uh, it's a delight to have been invited on a prestigious history show. Look at that. So many <laughs> History words. show, meaning I'm the old man of Warhammer. This is actually. Hey, I didn't say it like that. I get it. No, but you know what this is? This is uh, either this episode. I can't remember if I started the beginning or the end of June, but this is. Uh, I'm finishing up 11 years on the air, this, this episode. Hey, congratulations. That's incredible. It's ridiculous. <laughs> But yeah, no, I've got uh, this is this is the 11th anniversary. This one or the next one, I can never remember. I know it's in June. I never remember it's the beginning or the end. But yeah, 11 years we've been on the air. Soulblight Gravelords. And I know you've covered it a bunch already on your show. On yes, the sir. Honest War Gamer. So, and uh, I ain't going to lie, I listened and I'm like, "Man, okay, he's got this down way better than I do." And I'm like, "Who can I ask to help out?" I'm going to ask Rob. I was just amazed you said, "Yes." I'm like, "Dude, how does he have time?" I'm like, "He's not going to have time. He's on he's on Twitch like if 7 days you, a I'm week." Currently, I'm currently as we talk in painting terrain desperately for the tournament I'm hold, holding at my arena. We relocated during lockdown. Um, my studio. So my studio is now an incredibly hot, soundproof box oh. uh, inside inside a, a custom-built Warhammer arena. So we have eight tables that are all cameraed up. So I don't know if you saw recently. We did all of our because we we obviously travel around doing all our live coverage, right? Um, for the Esports Network. So like I've done live coverage for years. Obviously I used to do it for Games Workshop, but now um, uh, I've kind of put it under a different brand called the Esports Network. Um, then I do all my honest wargamer stuff in it locked in this little soundproof box. But outside the soundproof box is a is an arena where tournaments happen and then we do live coverage and I'm trapped in here now in the warm it's getting warmer here in summer it's, I don't think it's ever approaching, approaching US temps but it's it's getting warmer um, <laughs> and the box is the box is hot so I'm desperately as we're talking painting terrain uh, for a tournament I have this weekend actually which is very exciting so how much more terrain do you have to paint only four to five tables like I've got it nailed I've got and three or got four days four to five days yeah. so a table a yeah. day you've got this you've got this Rob I've got this. I've got this. If anything, if anyone knows me, they'll know at best I'm an average painter. So that will just carry me through. Honestly, yeah. A, it's terrain. Paint it and dry brush it. And B, how many pieces per table? Well, uh, so eight. There um, you go. Uh, hey, yeah. I've been to tournaments where there's like five. So eight's, eight's good. I'm a bit obsessed with terrain. We won't talk about terrain today, but I'm a bit obsessed with terrain. Um, I think I think you, specifically you as well, I'm sure you would agree with this. Uh, I think tournament terrain's got a lot to be desired. Um, sure. And so what I'm really hoping is people who turn up, they think, do you know what? I played on a really great table today. This oh, is yeah. something worth my time. So that's really what I'm aiming for. So set my goals a bit too high, I think, but uh, I'm going to try and achieve them anyway. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, I'm certain it's going to be great. And that's just come for me. I know nothing. It could I could be talking right through the top of my head, but I know you well enough to know it's going to be great. Well, we'll see. But and, I'll see and, and, and if and if it's not, you'll be honest about it because that's what you do. So see, that's yeah. where that's that's the beauty of it is you you know you you know yourself well enough to just be like, yep, it didn't do what I wanted it to do, and you won't try to sugarcoat it. 
No, there's 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 a beauty in admitting failure because then all you can do is try harder next time, right? <laughs> hey, man, that's the story of my life. So let's move on with this. All right, uh, Soul Plight Gravelord. So what do you think of this army, Rob? Just a general overview. You know, and I'm not asking you to tear it. Like Anyone who listens to this show knows I, I, I could take the best army and still lose. I'm just curious as to what you think of it in general. Um, I think it's uh, it's at least got like two like styles to itself, which I think is interesting. Um, that being like a heavy armor kind of like contingent or a more like horde esque contingent. It it's an odd tome and also an odd like uh, book because it doesn't it doesn't sometimes feel like it, feel like it follows what you would expect. Like you would expect to be a fairly magic dominant necromantic army because you're vampires, right? But you don't really, really get you don't really get access to that as an army. You don't have many multicasters. You like so it kind of feels a bit weird. That's that's something that kind of like feels at odds maybe with how you would expect to play. However, you can build a kind of like elite infantry, like elite cavalry kind of like vampire esque army, which is awesome. And then you can build a kind of more shambly horde. Um, you know. Uh, trying to rely on some casters sort of like army as well and i think that's fun as well um so i think like it's at least got a duality to it which some books don't have that some books don't have the ability to do the high armor thing so at least it's got both parts and then you can be like cool i can do one day i can do this and the next day i'm going to play this and that'll feel very different which is which is nice for a book to do yeah, uh, and I, I tell you, I got to agree with you. I was surprised, considering that I used to play Vampire Count so much, that the lores—they—I they, feel like the lore leaves a little something to be desired. The different lores, oh, terrible. And uh, and you, like you said, you don't have a lot. I mean, I'd have to take a ton of characters to be casting a bunch of magic, and it would seem like. It's all like I mean, you necromancers and vampires. Vampires should have at least a couple of spells. Necromancers should have at least a spell, or if you get a really powerful one, a, like, I would think I'd be casting a little bit more with this army. I was a little surprised how there's not a ton of casting, um, especially when they give you bonuses to casting, and then nobody in that group can actually cast. I was like, what is happening? Um, <laughs> yeah, and 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 it's you know uh. and. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love playing my undead. Um, but I promised myself I'd finish painting all of my Night Haunt before I started buying any of these. Um, and I'm, and uh, I'm in no rush, actually, because I'm reading this. I'm like, this is fun, and I've got a lot of this stuff already I could play. Um, but it's just it's, 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 it's got a bit of an odd feel compared to the old vampire counts, like kind of what I was expecting. And I'm not complaining about change because change is going to happen. You know, they put out a new tome. It's not going to be the old tome because then they wouldn't have to put out a new one, you know. Um, yeah. But it, there, there was some odd changes here. And I, and I, and once again, everyone's like, well, wait till, wait till you get all the rules for third edition. You'll see how it meshes a little better. And I'm like, okay, I hope so. <laughs> well, if it helps you out, like um, having knowing all the rules for third edition, I don't think that that's actually that accurate personally. Uh, I think like referencing some of the kind of key points, obviously, um, the uh, – um, uh, the kind of the, the the vampire element, you know, especially the the heavy armor builds would, in my opinion, rely around um, uh, Vordry 
or Manfred. You know, they mm-hmm. start on a three up armor save. Mystic Shield now is going to turn that into a, a plus one. So it could be a two up, or they could do heroic. Um, uh, like, sorry, their finest hour, which is a once per game ability. So obviously, you could give that another plus one and plus one to wound. And obviously, that's incredible on things that are already a three up armor save because you're a two up armor save. Mm-hmm. Throw that on Vengori Lords and they reduce Ren by one when they're in combat. And then you've got this really like, if you don't have mortal wounds, how are you ever going to hurt me? Which I think is like a like a, a really fun kind of like, you know, there's this monstrous vampire like right. surrounded by a sea of minions who he keeps swiping at. And I think that that's awesome and cool, 100%. I don't think it really changes the play style. And I don't think it definitely adds anything to the wizardy element. So I think, you're, I think the no. criticism you have is fair and justified. And I also agree with you. Like, same, I played 8th uh, edition Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Vampire Council are like, I'm going to do a billion spells. You're like, stop this. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, um, and so uh, like, and now that they don't do that, you're like, oh, weird. It's yeah, it's a little weird. It's like your your entire your entire everything you have is based on magic. It's necromancy and vampiric magic, mm-hmm. and there's just not a lot of it being tossed around. Nope. Um, I did like, and I said I I was I was lucky enough. Games Workshop did send me a copy of the Dominion box, so I did get a set of the rules too, and I was looking them over. Um, and before, remember when the rule was if you had a dash, you just can't have an armor save, period. And now it's like, oh, a dash means seven. So if you do get cover or a spell or something to give you a plus one, you can actually still get a, you can still dash get a is save. A, dash has always meant seven. Did it? I thought I thought dashes meant you couldn't have any save whatsoever, like at one point. Years ago, years and years ago, but for a long time, dashes meant seven. Oh, great. See, see once again... Dave just professing his ignorance right on the air. Hey, folks, look at this. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's like there's very, very few units that even have a dash. Well, and that so, was like, the why thing, would yeah. it, Why would it ever be something that's relevant to you, ultimately? And Nighthorn, <laughs> they have saves. Yes, um, they do. That's all I they just, got, though. I love that stupid army. It's not great. I don't win a lot with it. I just like how it looks. I like how it feels. It looks great. It's just Did you read the cool... story for the Wrath of the Everchosen? I love that. Oh, I, loved... I know. Yeah. The attack of the old points. Uh huh. Really into that. Really yeah, it gets into that. Crazy. And you read that stuff, and it's like even in uh, in in the te- in the book with Teclas, where they come sweeping in, and it's like if you're afraid, like your 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 weapons do nothing, but if you have that true faith, your weapons suddenly become powerful and are. Kill- I'm like that is such a cool concept. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't even need to be a magical weapon. You just gotta have faith. It's just it's like like the original uh, Fright Night movie, like. You have faith, and suddenly your weapons are working against these these ghosts. I'm like, that is, oh, I just that theme. It's been my favorite since 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 they, that army came out. I have so much night haunt, and I I adore it. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, okay, so let's see. Um, Gravelord, you got to pick one of the one of the five: the Legion of Blood, Legion of Night, or one of the three new dynasties. Yep. Uh, you can take uh, Nagash, and if you do, he doesn't have the Soul Bright. Grave Lord keyword because you got to be able to take him in the other armies as well. But if you take him, he becomes that too. So mm-hmm. great for him. Uh, you still set up um, grave sites. Grave sites. You get four of them. You put uh, two in your territory and two anywhere outside your territory. Mm-hmm. Um, still great. Yeah, that's still pretty cool. Um, if you cast on a nine plus. You get to do that. You get to, uh, and it's not unbound. You get to do the effects of the spell twice. That's, that's so. One of the, that's one of the really interesting things about this book. When I like kind of talk about like, or, or when I think about like uh, books that work in line. Whenever I approach a book, you kind of look at these battle traits. These are the things we're talking about for taking the allegiance ability initially. Mm-hmm. 
and then you kind of start here. Like if you had something like your battle trait is your army is plus one to wound, if you play 40k Blood Angels as an example, yeah, then you kind of like, well, I should be fighting in combat because I've got plus one to wound in combat. Like this is one of those ones where it's like all the spells you cast, like if you if you cast spell on a nine plus, you're going to double the effect. You're like, oh my God, I'm going to have some amazing spells doing. You're like, uh, sadly, as we get to it later, that's not true. And then even the one that you most want to cast amethystine pinions has got a special like uh um uh like uh, oh gosh gosh and don has got a special <laughs> thank you <laughs> has got uh, a special a special caveat there we go uh, a caveat on it that says um you can't cast this twice on the same model so it's like what am i trying to achieve here with this or more importantly what are you as the book designers trying to make me achieve yeah like that was one of the questions I had, and I didn't know if you knew. When it says um, a spell can be resolved twice, if it says you can't cast it twice, if I cast it once but resolve it twice, is that the same thing? Does that mean I can't do it? Um, it depend. It really depends on the spell. Okay. Like on, on what you're trying to achieve ultimately. Although fairly useful, like um, is it? Uh, uh, it's the law. It only works on the law of the death mages, law of the vampires. So you can't even use it on like the new mystic shield or new arcane bolt, which is a bit of a shame. Oh, that and one of those awesome. spell laws is is not the best. So Lokazahish is one of those weird ones. Uh, sorry, Sheesh. Oops, wrong one place. Um, <laughs> that's kind of that's that's kind of like oh, that's cool. I'll go find out who I can do really great spells with, and then you come back and you're like oh, interesting. But like you know, it might come up and become something that's fairly useful at some point. Um, but it's more situational than something to build into for the audience, is what I'd say. Right. Oh, okay. So what else we got? Um... Oh, if you're within yeah. 12 inches of a hero, um, wholly death within 12 minions. inches of a hero, you get a, you get your six-up death save. Yeah. Oh, now known as a ward. Oh, I love – that's what I've been calling them forever. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> it's still a ward save. It's what well, it was we, always I call was. them damage prevention rolls because then it's like a bit – like it's the name of the tin and it carries on like, <laughs> it, like everyone's like i i 100 percent understand what you mean um like we talked about that on the show once it was really fun but yeah a six up ward uh for your units is pretty cool yeah i mean it's 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 your typical sort of it, it, the death army has it that's what it is yeah um i do like if you're near a death walker or death rattle within six inches of it you get minus one if you're within more than one you get a minus two um, I like break. the minus two coming in because it was always a minus one if you get near them. But then they're like, okay, well, if there's a bunch around, it's even scarier. But it doesn't get more than minus two. Minus two to bravery. And then you throw in some of this other stuff you can do like with the with the um, the zombie – not the zombie drag, the – the, what are they called? The big Glory Lords? Yeah, the guys who can do the little bravery bombs, the terror guys and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, that, the, crit, the, the crit flares. Uh-huh. Get those guys in with this minus two, and you can you can you can mess a few people up with with some uh, with some bravery. Uh, with you know, it's not always reliable because everybody turns around. That's the that's the one thing that and I don't I don't complain too much about the game because you know everyone's got something they're good at. But when you go against an army and they're like, yeah, we're just never going to take a battle shock test. It's like, oh well, this whole cool thing my army does is completely negated. That gets annoying. <laughs> Hey, it's fun narratively though. If you think about it, like it makes um, sense and, uh, for some guys to be it like. It does, nope. and I love the idea of like a slathering, angry Uruk looking down the eye of a of a zombie and being like, "I'm terrified." <laughs> like, 
that's how they sound, I think, or Oryx in my head. But I might be Do wrong. They... <laughs> that's a great sound. I always, I always, uh, I, I always, uh, Christopher, my you know, my original co-host, would always yeah. joke around. He always picked, like to picture them instead of having the uh, soccer hooligan sound. They'll have the uh, the monocle and the top hat, like Mister Monopoly. Tut tut. Nice. It comes to fisticuffs. Does it? Like that's mm. that's his version of the Oryx. My my true version is I think they sound like Ace Ventura, but that's for a different show. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> Alrighty then. See what I'll I did there. Okay. In. Let's yeah. see. Uh, <laughs> Endless legions. This is kind of a cool rule. And once again, I'm talking. I haven't played with it yet, but you know, here I am reading it. So, at the end of the battle shock phase, you count up the number of enemy units that were destroyed on that turn, and uh, you roll a die, adding the number of. Uh, destroyed enemy units on a five up you can pick one of your dead walker or your death rattle units that was destroyed and bring it back up at half uh at half strength so yeah um once again it's a rule where one of your units has to die in order for it to work so but that's, units, that's never fun right and I, that's one of the things i never like it's like i never like to take things that's like well when you die you get this i'm planning on not dying so i don't you know but um mm-hmm. oh in, in these ca- in, in these guys' cases, again, dying again, right? Um, <laughs> or dying you, more? I don't. Yeah. I'm still not clear. They're the undead, right? I'm not. Right. I'm, I don't know. So I'm not a master. They're going to undie. That works. The second yeah. time. So. <laughs> yeah, die. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, they're going to die. You know, these units are going to get. I mean, because they don't have much of a save. Even if you have a bunch of them, eventually they're going to get chewed through. You're going to get a battle shock test at some point that's going to pop them. Um, anytime when I can just bring back a unit, even at partial strength for free, and just mess you up, is great. I used to play my old vampire counts army was some necromancers and stuff, and I I would st- Harrison's Harrison's in the room now, and he's like f that army. He hated it. I would play it against Chris Yu all the time. I would start off with three units of thirty zombies as my core units. And yep. you, you knew by turn three if I was winning or losing. If those units were beat up and on gone, I was probably losing the game. But with all the magic, by the end of that, I usually had three units of 50 just because yep. I was adding to it. And then I would summon up a couple more, so suddenly you'd see five units of zombies on the board. That's like the way I like to play. So this rule speaks to me. In fact, I will say the new rules for the skeletons and the zombies, I was I was jump. I had called Harrison at school. I'm like, you got to see this. I'm like, you got to see this rule. I'm like, the thing I've always said, more zombies coming back out of nowhere. I'm like, if I kill things, they could, the things I kill could, can come back and join my army. He's like, oh, yeah. you, you've, been, you've been screaming for that since 7th edition. I'm like, I have, and I finally got it. So, like, I'm <laughs> super excited. Now I just got to buy zombies because I gave away just about all my old Mantic ones uh, to, to the Patreon patrons. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Um, well, plus the, I, this is, go ahead. Go no, go. No, I was just going to say it's a it's a super interesting rule, and there's loads of amazing zombie sculpts out there now. I think I think from from back in the day, um, obviously uh, Games Workshop have done a bunch of beautiful ones, but I do like the the idea of doing different blocks of zombies from maybe different designers, just to uh-huh. just to kind of get that maybe they're from different parts of the realms. Or if I was going to do a zombie army, I think I'd kitbash myself. Um, different hordes from different places. Maybe I'll try and do some Dwarden ones. I don't know. Just kind of mix it up, make it so that it, you know, it wasn't 120. Just for just for me, like I think the concept of doing 120 of the same thing over and over, where if it, if you design yourself a little 40 block here, a little 40 block there, I think that's quite a fun little like project. I 
I don't disagree one bit. And I said, I did all the Mantic ones. And as as a person who doesn't really care for most of their models, I love the zombie ones. Because even though it only came with three or four different pieces, like one of the arms was detached. So you just attach it to the shoulder in any position you wanted. You could put the heads on in any position. And it was like a ball socket, the the body into the hip joint. It was literally a ball socket. Oh, love a ball socket. So I could, it was like a half ball socket. But still, I could lean them forward, lean them back. So suddenly... I mean, I had 240 of these things. Wow. And they look, you could, but you could just, even though it was a tiny little sprue, you could vary it up so they looked so different. And that was what I did. I literally took the different legs and the different bodies and I split them up to make sure, okay, X amount of bodies on these legs. So I had, it was split up to as much variety as I can get. And I got to hand it to them. If you've never seen a mantic zombie sprue like this the up for the small amount of pieces the amazing variety you can get in them i would have kept them honestly except they got those things where the 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 feet are on a little like round portion and you just glue that right into the square base yeah and i couldn't get it off that base to put them under round bases so i was like ah i was giving them to the the patrons i'm like eventually games workshop will make zombies and here it is after almost 20 years we got a new zombie sculpt so hey i have a question for you if you don't mind me just do around for go, a second go. like as a hobbyist who's been like in the hobby for such a long time like how does it feel to see zombies like as bad as they maybe were all these years ago and now at this point where there are multiple ways of getting like a unit that you love right that you love zombies and, and vampires right those uh-huh. are the things you, that you that you that, that make your heart sing so like how does it feel now to see like all this variety in option are you like is there like a core zombie look in your head or are you like wow because i imagine sometimes like a reimagined zombie you must be like oh it's not zombies do you know what i mean like how (laughs) how does it make how does it make you feel well like i said i never i i honestly never liked the old zombies like they just looked so weird um so that's why that's why I went with other brands. I bought other people's brands of zombies. Um, these zombies are pretty cool. I'm not certain why they're carrying their grave around on their back, um, but same, it doesn't. Same, same. But hey, you know what? It's it's such a step up that it's pretty cool to me. And yeah. and I agree with you. I am always looking for different things to mix in. If I was any good at kit bashing or at green stuffing or sculpting, I would do exactly what you said. I would take some of my other models and I would. I would pick up a kit of, you know, Empire uh, soldiers or a kit of, uh, you know, even um, you can even get some Chaos Knights, you know, because as long as they're on the right size base, just not Chaos Knights, yeah. the Chaos Warriors, just get those put on the regular heads, you know, kind of carve into them, carve out the eyes or something, make them look a little, you know, make them look dead and boom. Heck, even just take some of the zombie, the extra zombie heads from the zombie kits, you know, and just put those on them just to... I think it's great. Um, you know, I, I've only I've only been in the hobby for like fifteen years. Okay. I know a lot of people have been in a lot longer. And when I came in, was that sort of you know they were they were just starting to get some of the newer, better sculpts in. You know, they they were still they were at that tail end of getting out those like the the skull pass the one piece, not even have to put them together. Uh, you yep. know, goblins and 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 uh, and uh, dwarves. Um, I just I look at what they do now and I'm amazed. I just am. Like it's even if I don't care for that individual sculpt, I look at how complex and how crazy. I mean, I still remember going there and picking up big chunks of metal. 
you know, yep. that were like a piece. And then here I am screwing a pin in to put this guy's arm on because I know if I just crazy glue it on, it's going to fall off in the middle of a tournament and I'm never going to find it. So this is just, I mean, you know, they've all got their problems. Now I have to worry about my, I have to worry about a, a pikes and spears breaking because now they're so thin you can't even pin them back together again. If they break, you're like, <laughs> oh, that's done. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be a nightmare for people uh, after oh, lockdown. I literally <laughs> Moving found... those luminous armies. Uh, you know what I started doing? I was putting them together with Harrison's, and I was doing them in the in the three ranks, you know, sort of, uh, you know, just put three and then three in the slot so they were a little above. Um, almost all of my guys are facing away from my opponent. Like the first, oh, really? and, the first and second rank, I got them turned backwards so their spears are facing toward me, and the third rank points forward so they kind of overlap so they don't stick out that far. Otherwise, you um, can't I've, even move the unit forward and, and have them fight. Like, it looks weird, but at least I don't have spears breaking off every time I get into a combat. That's true. That's true. I saw someone who's magnetized every single arm joint so that they, they're movable up in a kind of, like, skyward motion, uh, which was torturous, I oh, imagine, to do. No. And not something I'd ever do. Yeah, I imagine. Imagine. The horror. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, in fact, uh, okay, the, the thing that I did, and I thought I was going overboard, was I contacted Six Squared Studios, one of our sponsors, ding, 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 and um, I had them make, <laughs> I had them make uh, bases where they're all touching with no lip on the base. Okay. So that way, and it's in little groups of five, and they drilled holes in the center for magnets, and I shoved magnets in them, and then I magnetized the bottom of the bases. So you can put five of the realm lords together like two by three so they're so they're still in that silver format whatever it's called the you know the the shining, shining company. company and then i can just take groups of five and put them together but with no edges on the bases i can just slap them together as shining company and move them around and not have to worry about it and they're magnetized so that way they don't fall off because there is no lip on the base that's yes. that's as that's as uh, elaborate as i got because i mean I know I watch people who who convert every model and they chop it up and they do and they're great at it and God bless them. No, I I think can, there's something wrong with them. I can, I, I'm, I'm against that. I cannot too much do that. effort. I cannot. I, a I don't have the patience anymore. I'm 49 years old. I'm too old to be chopping up little. I can barely see them. I have to wear glasses and have a magnifier to paint these things now. <laughs> But it's it's bananas. Like I watch people do it, and if that's your thing and your hobby and every day, God bless you. I am I am I am at the point where I like to build them, and clean them old lines and spray them, and then it's like I am going to contrast paint these because time is valuable to me, and I just want to get them painted up to where I can get a decent paint score if I go to a tournament, and that's about it. I am it's never. Fat. I am never going to win a best painted at my best. I've never gotten a nom for best painted, I don't think, uh, and at my best stuff. And you know what? I it, I used to want to do that, and I just got to a point where I said, you know what? This I, I it's like we said, being honest about yourself. This is not my thing. <laughs> well, so like I did a I, recently. I, I I said something on the show uh, a few months ago, which really struck a chord, um, uh, which is uh, unusual for me. Uh, most people just kind of like, oh yeah, okay, Rob, shut up. Um, uh, but the uh, <laughs> story of my life the, too. Yeah, dad, shut <laughs> but up. But the thing that struck a chord was um, I said painting isn't fun. 
Now, someone out there, someone who's listening to you is going to be like, hey, Rob, I love it. And I'm like, that's great. But it's not fun for me. I like playing games and telling stories with my little toy soldiers. And it isn't fun. It's torturous for me. And it's arduous. And it's a nightmare. And even if you enjoy it, do you really enjoy doing 120 guys or whatever it might be? My point, though, is if you're listening to this, don't worry that it's arduous. We all find it tough. I'm sick to uh, the back teeth of... Uh, people being like, oh, I just loved painting this edge highlighting for 12 weeks. I'm like, I hate, I don't know. I want to be done in a week, like if I can be. And so just if you guys are out there listening, just get your stuff done. Don't worry how it looks. Just slap a few colors on, like get it looking like it's kind of okay. And then just go play with it. Stop torturing yourself about it and just enjoy yourself. I mean, if just that's go your... out there and play games. If that's your thing. Now, if we're going to rank hobby stuff, we've got, Building the models, painting the models, uh, the lore, and the games. Mm-hmm. I would say there's those five things, right? Or four things. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I love to build the models, and I love reading the lore. It's, I, just, I, I love reading these books because I don't get out to play as much as I'd like, but I can read it, and I know the stories, and it's great. I love playing the games. Painting is probably at my bottom, too. I, I, I enjoy painting the most when I'm like, I'll, I, I'll, like, Rotor will call me or something. He'll be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to paint. So we'll call each other. We'll sit and we'll... We'll talk on the phone That's for cool. a couple hours while we're painting. That makes it fun because then we can kind of joke around and paint. But honestly, um, I remember going through um, Duncan's tutorials when they started putting those out. And I did my uh, – I spent the whole summer painting Nagash. Amazing. And you know what? I spent like 90 hours on it. I literally did. And I went slow wow. and I took time. It still doesn't look as good as some other people's, but it's the best thing I ever painted. And I was proud of it and I was happy that I finished it and it was amazing. And I'm not doing that again. <laughs> like I keep looking at the Archeon. I want to buy an Archeon model so bad, but I know I would want to paint it nice because it's an expensive big centerpiece and then I would follow that stupid tutorial and it would take me at least a whole summer again. I'm like, ugh, no. Like, even when I was doing the Stormcast, I followed the Duncan thing again. There's, like, seven different colors of gold on there. I'm not, no, no, no. <laughs> no. That's why I'm I with like, you. That's, that's why what, I like, my, what? that's why I Go love on. the Night Haunt. You know what I do? I thin down the black first really thin, and it's the only thing, like, I got it sprayed. I put a light layer of black, like, so it's almost gray over the cloaks, and then I go with that uh, purple. And then, yep. and, and then it's all that night haunt gloom, whatever that green stuff is. I, I do that on the ghosty parts, and then I take some of the white or the gray, the, uh, the, the, one of the grays, and then I just kind of dry brush from the bottom up lighter and lighter so it looks like a bit of a fade. Done. Then all I got to do is some wood on the handles and some, and some silver on the hammers and hit that with a wash. That's it. That's it. all I want to do. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. That, Same. Games Workshop sent me the, 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 the Blood Knights when they sent me this book. And I was like, so thank you. And I build them, and they're gorgeous. And I'm like, I don't know why they sent them to me. And I, I actually said in the last episode, I think I do. They want me to paint them because it's like, look, if he can paint them and they look decent, anybody can. And that's got to be it. <laughs> that's, that's pressure. That's pressure. <laughs> because they send them to, like, Tyler Mengel. And I looked at Tyler's, and I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And he puts up his little recipes and stuff. He does all that stuff. And I'm sitting here like I don't own thumbs, like <laughs> putting paint on this. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And they're not going to be red because all of my death armies are purple because that was the color I chose. I'm not going to change it now because I've got hundreds of things painted. So I'm like, I'm going to try this and I'm going to post it because they send it to me. The least I could do is show it off. But I'm just like, look, if White Tech can paint them, anybody can paint them. Go out and try it, folks. 
that's oh. super fair. I think the the key point for everyone is just paint it no, like that that attack that you're going to attack them with. Just pour that hatred into the painting. <laughs> Don't like just just pour it in. Do you know what I mean? Just hate every brushstroke. Get it out. Get it done. And then if if gaming is your thing, it just means you get your models done quicker. And if buying models is your thing, because I actually think that there's another thing you can add to the that hobby track of stuff. And there's a whole bunch of people who just buying things is their hobby, which oh, is super counts. okay. That's hobby progress. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not it's not it's not the best for you, for your heart and your mind because really it's a short term reward and what you want is long term happiness. So you want to you don't want something that's just a click and buy and then you're done. Um, and here I am. But you know, you, know, you open that hobby closet it? and there's just Who's all those guy? boxes in shrink wrap and you're just looking like you have your own store and you're like, yes, this is mine. That's kind of that's ah. sometimes, sometimes that's satisfying. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the stress and pressure of the fact that you've painted none of it will also get to you. So I don't think that's necessarily that healthy, but I would <laughs> I would say that like there's that as well. But just paint them up, man. Anyway, sorry for the tangent. No. I just thought um, it was something that really struck a chord to me, and I know, like me, you're not like a huge fan of the painting. Um, and uh, it's something just I think that's valuable to hear that you don't have to put that stress and pressure on yourself to to be the best painter in the world. You blood knights don't have to look as good as everyone else's. They could just be your blood knights, get them done, and then you can start running around with them, charging at folk, just messing stuff up, or probably just standing in close combat for a long time. Either of those options are great. And I think that's, if you uh, pour actual hatred into the models as you're painting them, yes. that's like there's a magic that goes into that. Like they're, they're imbued with better. that hatred. They fight better. Yeah, Like you'll you get it. better I dice rolls with hate-filled models. <laughs> you got to hate the thing you're shooting at. That's like what it is. There's no way. There's no way you didn't get the end of that Nagash and think, I hate this. Come on. There was a stage. There had to be an emotional I remember what was happening as I was doing it, and I was so upset. I was just getting angry at them because I was, it, I was done with just about everything, right? And there I was yeah. doing those silver rivets. Yeah. And I'm painting those silver rivets, and then I had to go back and touch the purple around it because I can't just get the little tiny rivets. And I was just like... If I hadn't spent so much time, I would just crush you. I would just crush you into pieces <laughs> right now. And I just painted all the silver rivets. And then the final step, I remember I was at Alex Gonzalez's house because we were having a paint night over there, and I brought him over to finish him. And there I was, and I, I had everything done except the, the book. And I sat in there, and I had some really fine, those Sigma, Sigma the micro pens. And yep. I drew a little picture on the one side, and I drew the little squiggles that looked like words on the other side. And I, and I put the nice. pen down, and I took a deep breath, and I was like, what? I'm like, I'm done. He's like, what? I'm like, I'm done. It's been three months. I'm like, it's finished. And I, and I was like, oh. And, and I love it. It's the best thing I ever painted. Uh, and the Amazing. tutorial was, was fantastic. And best thing I ever painted still is not up to some other people's standards. But doesn't matter. Don't put that pressure uh, exactly. on yourself. No, and I don't because I don't care. That's one of the things I realized. It's like that's the people post that picture all the time. You know, I'm sitting here going, oh, this guy's got this beautiful army painted and I'm sitting across from him with this mediocre army and the eyeballs are all cross-eyed and it looks terrible. And some other guy walks up and goes, wow, two fully painted armies on a cool looking table. This looks amazing. And how many yeah. times have you been to a tournament where you're in a place where there's other people who aren't at the tournament who come by and they're like, "Ooh, what's this game?" And they look and they pick up your model and you're like, "Can I pick this up?" And you're like, "Sure." And they're looking at it and you're like, "That's one of the worst painted pieces of junk." And they're like, "This is amazing." <laughs> because, it, 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 but that's true. It's like you know, don't judge yourself so harshly. I think you're absolutely right, Rob. Dude, if you painted it and you like it and you did your best. That's an amazing model. I don't care. I don't care if you're winning best painted 
or if you're not even nominated, if you did your best to it and you painted it and you and you like it and you're happy with it, then it's it's the best model out there. It really is. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. you might uh, so, someone else might not appreciate your conversions or your color scheme. Who cares? This is your hobby, man. It's your hobby. Don't let other people dictate what your hobby should be, ever. Agreed. Couldn't agree with you more. Let's finish up this last rule because we're on like one page down, and we're going to have to take a break because we're here we are. We've nailed it. This is what happens when the two of us get to the (laughs) end. All right. Last one is deathly invocation. Uh, uh, Summonable units wholly within 12 inches of a hero. Um. Can can get some unit models put back depending what yes. your keyword is. If you have multiple keywords, you can pick one of them. So obviously, if it's a vampire and a Mortark, you'll pick Mortark because he can bring more units back. Um, yep. uh, you can heal D three wounds, or if no wounds, you could return a number of slain models equal to a combined wounds characteristics of D three. Roll separately for each unit. You can't do it. Uh, you can't stack them up. That's one of the changes. You can't have like four guys and all four of them pump D3 into one unit. So you, your, your units can only come back up to three wounds. On average, you're going to put back two wounds a turn, which is not a ton. But I'm also thinking with the different rules now for the unit sizes, you're going to have more units. And so you're going to be putting still, I mean, if you've got more units, you're still putting back a lot of models. Um, maybe not yeah, so potentially. not so big against. I mean, was was it better before when I could stack it up? Sure, of course it was, but it is what it is. I'm not going to complain. It's not as good hey, as it it's was. Some free, it's some free healing in your book. Some people would kill for that, so that's good as well. And then even bringing the half unit back that we we kind of skipped a little bit. Um, mm. But yeah, of course, like bringing bringing half a unit back is is better than bringing no units back. Ultimately, uh-huh. um, it's whether or not it's whether or not you're paying points for that ability, and therefore how good is that ability based on the points you're paying for it. Like it, it's all kind of swings and roundabouts in some ways. Um, but yeah, getting any unit back in a clutch moment to re grab an objective, anything like that could be could be could be invaluable in that particular moment. So it's nice having. It, it's right. not. It's not utterly useless. Right, and plus, it, it. Okay, I can't do as much with the with this ability, but I also like deathly invocation. It's summonable units. Okay, so I can't bring back as many zombies or as many skeletons. Except in their war scroll, they've got special rules for just bringing back more of themselves. Yeah, way better rules. Yeah, yeah. This is. This is really, this is really just a, the Legions and the Gash book revisited. It is, and then, um, and then, and then, what they haven't done is taken um, some of the powerful. I mean, the command ability was kind of the powerful element as well as the resing uh, for this army, um, uh, and it, they haven't really transferred that over. And then they haven't very much like they did with the Snesh book. They didn't quite think to themselves, okay, we've taken something away from them. What are we going to give back? And I think that's kind of maybe uh, one of those things that you might feel when you play it. You might be like, ah. Oh, this doesn't seem that strong. You're like, no, it's not really, and neither are any of the abilities, to be honest. But that said, they're still there. They're just in a weaker form. So maybe in the future we'll see them, um, kind of the points will get dropped on the army because you won't be summoning quite as much. So they realize that, oh, they need to make the army a little bit cheaper. Um, but it's still like a nice, fun thing, thematic at least. Well, and that's um, what I want to see is, 
and I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. It is thematic. That's no, okay. But... No, I was, that, that was that was finished on. It's thematic, right? right? Which is always which is always what I try when I'm really trying very hard uh, to be as upbeat about something that I think sucks. <laughs> it follows the and lore. I'm like, it's at least if it's it thematic. Follows the lore. It's okay. But yeah, so Deathly Invocation isn't as good, but now if I can bring zombies back when we talk about them, you know, take everything you killed and roll a dice for everything it killed, and on a two plus I get another zombie. Dude, if I've got a big 40 zombies and a bunch of them are attacking on a good, a couple of good rolls, I could bring back seven or eight zombies at the end of every combat. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you, you add that to that bit of Deathly Invocation, and suddenly you can see it, it starts to balance a little bit. So, and there's me being the eternal optimist. Uh, I just want my zombies to be good. That's what it is. But you Well, know, they are good if that helps you out. <laughs> it does. All right, so let's take a break, and then we're going to come back and talk about the legions. Uh, uh, we're going to kind of cruise through some of the legions and then talk about some of these cool new things like the zombies, which are awesome. So we will be right back. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paints? Six Squared Studios. Well then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. And we're back. We are back from the break, and we're gonna talk, we're gonna get onto the third page of the rules. Holy crap! We're gonna have to. We got this. We got this. We are this is cooking with gas. There we go. This okay. Is the, this is thematic with the army. We are relentless. Just plodding along. Slow, <laughs> methodical, powerful. We'll get there eventually. We're gonna get you. All right, uh, Legion of Blood. I like the Legion of Blood. Um, I think I'm the most. A biggest fan of Legion of Night only because I love Manfred so much. But Legion mm-hmm. of Blood's got some pretty cool stuff. Um, okay. It's Neferatas. Um, what do you think of this? What do you think of this one in general? So let me just double check. So this is... Uh, see, I am only... Um, oh, what is the name of the one that I love? Um, the Radicars. Vi- Vi- Vicross Dynasty is mine. Yeah. Oh, it is I a kinda, cool one. I, I, that I kind of I like it's like I've done the review of all of these. They're all a bit like from a competitive standpoint, which is obviously the context from which I I approach these. They're all a bit meh, um, but ultimately, like that's the one that I quite like mainly because I just want to, you know, if you're gonna like, I think running Nagash inside uh, the Soul Black Grave Lords is kind of like why like run vamps, you know oh, what exactly. I mean? Like, yeah, 
Um, but yeah, Legion of Blood is fine. So um, the first Immortal Majesty, if an enemy unit fails a battle shot test within three inches of any friendly Legion of Blood vampires, add D3. That's pretty, it's pretty useless in most situations. Favored retainers, ignore negative modifiers to hit and wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons by friendly Legion of Blood death rattle units while they're wholly within 12 inches of a friendly Legion of Blood vampire or uh, Legion of Blood vampire hero as the general. It's quite nice, but then that means... I'm going to lean into Death Rattle now. I'm going to play Skeletons, or more importantly, Graveguard. Like the Skeletons right. are fine. They're like they're they're not the best. They're not hyper efficient, and most people are like, oh whatever. But like th- that kind of means you get to lean into the powerhouse that is the graveyard, a Graveguard. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, and then you know you could just have some, some minimum units of them, and that means that they're going to be ignoring those minuses to hit, which is going to be fantastic. Uh, like and I just think that that's really nice um, especially when you take into account that obviously in the next edition you can just give them a plus one to hit so that those graveguard will get insane because they're like oh, yeah. you, can, you can't make me minus one to hit and I'm going to be plus one to hit and I'm going to be like smashing face and I think that that's cool so I like that I think if, it's good if you, if you want to play a skeleton army this is I mean you, you can do a lot worse than be in the legion of blood yes um, command traits you know, command traits in general, you got to look. It's a lot of them, you know, you get the standards. Okay, you know, if I do a six, I do two hits, minus one to bravery around me. Is there anything in here that stands out? I don't really know. Um, well, it I depends. Mean, it depends who you're taking and what you're taking. Like, I quite like the piling ability, sanguine blur, friendly units that start a piling wholly than 12 inches of this general can move an extra three inch, which is quite nice if you make like a short charge. Uh, so that means you can bring more of them. And again, in your head, like that would that's pretty useless if you're taking a bunch of like monsters or a, or a monster mash. But that's really nice if you're taking some big bricks of zombies or um, if you're taking a bunch of Graveguard, like I said. Because you want to get as many of those attacks to like in as possible. So that additional piling just means you're going to just get that perfect amount of movement to just get all your attacks. So that's quite nice. Yeah, because a six-inch piling, you could kind of sl- you can go get a, really around that unit, and especially if you're fighting a big monster, because that's that one big base. You can just slide them all the way around and encircle the thing. Yeah, and also, yeah, with with uh, with coherency now in AOS three, and also with um, uh, like, and also uh, with how you piling, because you can pile in towards the closest unit, it's actually better. So I think that that one's really nice, especially because you know you're riffing off. If you're taking Legion of Blood, you're saying to yourself, okay, all my abilities are bonuses for Death Rattle, so I should take Death Rattle. Let's do that. Yeah, like that's what I'm doing. So how do I make that death rattle better? better? That's it's always the inline sort of like okay, you know I can bring half my units back. Okay, so I should make a big unit. Okay, Legion of Blood makes death rattle good. Okay, I should make a a big unit of death rattle. It's like okay, and then like and then you you just keep adding those things on for yourself. I think. Yeah, I agree. I also kind of like oh. Walking Death. If you've got a character who's got uh, a decent a decent couple of weapons, uh, sixes inflict. Mortal wounds equal to the damage characteristic. So pretty got, good. Yeah, a bunch of attacks at damage three or something like damage two or three. You know, it's like oh, I rolled a bunch of sixes. To boom, take a bunch of that. It's not that that's that's not bad if you get a second one. Although the sanguine blur, especially for a, an army that's a little bit slower when you're taking skeletons and zombies, that's not bad either. Of course. Uh, and then the artifacts of power. What sticks out to you here? Anything I mean, plus good? one saves. Plus one saves always going to be good. The soul bound garments, um, which is honestly, when it gets hot enough in here, that's how I feel. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> my clothes are. Uh, <laughs> plus one to save rolls for attacks that target the bearer are obviously great, um, especially because that isn't just in combat. That's also against shooting. Mm-hmm. So that could be really nice, especially on like a Vengori Lord. Uh, so it's going to take them to a two-up armor save, which is uh, pretty nice. Um, I, really, I, I think that one's one that stands out personally. Yeah. That's not bad. A lot of these are once per battle things, and I always I always kind of look at the other ones first, just to see if I can get a little more out of it than one time per battle. Because if you pick it at the wrong time or if it doesn't come up, then it's like sometimes I like to see stuff that goes a little more often. You know, the oubliette's not bad, especially if you're playing against uh, people who are who their casting is crucial to them. Great names though, Amulet of Screams. Yeah, amazing. Love that shade glass decanter. So I've got a, I've got a, I've got a, a, a decanter made out of shade glass. I don't know that I would drink something out of that, but you go right ahead, I suppose. Yeah, I'm, I'm not into that at all. But yeah, like <laughs> I, I, if I was if I was running an army like this, I would try to focus heavily on I think Graveguard because that uh, making it so that you ignore negative modifiers to hit and wound rolls um, is particularly good. Uh, like on death rattle units, uh, yeah. is really nice. So it means you, it means it means you can't like be debuffed. You can just go smashing, which is really fun. Yeah. So just lean into that. Graveguards are already hitting on threes. Yeah, if you can't make them negative, then any bonus gets them to that two, and you can't do. And in the next two. edition, you can give them all out attack, which you'll give them plus one, so it'll be twos. Yeah, yeah. So they're just going to have it. They're going to be having a great time. Your opponent will be like, "What's the point of rolling dice? It's just let's just take them off." That's good. See, and they're gonna you're gonna take them off, and why? Because I filled them with hate when I painted them. Yeah, and there I you go. Them with there that you hate. Go. So <laughs> they are they're fueled with rage is what they are. I could have been outside enjoying the sun. Yeah. I could have had a life. Instead I could of, be hanging out with girls, but no. Instead I'm as pale as these dead walkers. What am I doing with my life? I could have I could be teaching my kids to read, but no. Yeah. All no. right. So <laughs> Okay. Uh Legion of Night, this is this is Manfred's army. Um, okay, and this is, this one's brilliant. I love it. Uh, plus one to save rolls for attacks that f- target Death Rattle and Dead Walker units in the first battle round. So I got a slow army. You got a shooty army. It, uh, it just it's harder to kill me, which is a yeah. nice little beginning of the game bonus. Uh, and you can also put them in ambush. Uh, one reserve yes. unit in ambush for everyone. Like just like the rules now, we got one on the field before you can put one in ambush. Uh, at the end of any movement phase, set up one or more of these units wholly within six inches of the edge of the table and more than nine inches from all enemy units. They've got to be out um, by the third round because at the start of the fourth battle round, if you're still in ambush, you're dead. You just never made it. You, you, they buried you to hide you, and you just went back to undying. So, Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's good. It's really good. Like It's one of those things, though, that like... Obviously, like it stops the alpha, and if the the meta and or generally whoever you're playing against always likes to just run at you, you know, if they like to just buff up a more crusher, um, a mega boss or more crusher, and just a sling them at you, like that's quite nice. Although truthfully, that plus one save won't honestly help you in that situation that much, uh, but maybe a bit. Um, uh, but yeah, like it's quite nice. And then st- sticking the stuff in reserve, I would say that this one is um, this is this is really good because it gives you like a really 
easy obvious kind of like buff you're like okay i know where i'm at with this um but and it also affects dead walkers units so if you did want to take yourself a bunch of zombies this is quite a nice way to go about it especially with some of the other things you can do uh, especially uh the command trait unholy impetus uh which is in the combat phase if an enemy models are slain by attacks with melee weapons by this general in that phase you can add one to the attacks characteristic of melee weapons used by friendly legion of night units holding in 12 inches this general so obviously you want to put that on something that's quite good like for instance blood knights but uh, uh, zombies actually have a six-inch pile-in. So mechanically, what you can do is you can send in like a Vengori Lord. They can do all their attacks. They can kill a model. And then that means the unit of blood, uh, the unit of zombies behind you, they'll get plus one attack. Now you'll be like, okay, well, then they'll fight the zombies. But actually, they're outside of three inches. So then they'll hit your Vengori Lord again, who's all tanky and survivable, and you'll be fine. Uh, or your Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon or whatever. And then your, your, your uh, zombies can pile in six inches because they're outside of that three inches, but they still get to pile in the six. Right. And then, they, with, then they've got plus one attack, and then they're growing more zombies, and then you're laughing like a maniac as more zombies appear from the ground, and you're having the best time. And, uh, yeah, that's a fun little thing to I do. I would totally be a necromancer and totally fall to chaos if I, was in, uh, if I lived in this time. This is just the greatest <laughs> stuff. I totally would. Um, like, like at 12, would you like to raise people from the dead? Yes. Yes. I would love that. That's, uh, yes. You got a job? I got a robe and everything. I pasty already. <laughs> I just, I like, I, and honestly, that's a great thing for me because all necromancers are super skinny. I'll lose weight. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> uh, that's a good one, yeah. Plus, I like the ambush thing because and when you're going for objectives and stuff, you run your whole army towards me. If I can come in and ambush right behind you and just go and take your objectives, now you have to leave stuff behind. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I can Deck pop chair in on units. You. Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, just... Any any artifacts here? Uh... Yeah, the shard of night is ignore the rank characteristic of missile weapons when making save rolls for attacks that target the bearer is a nice one. That's a good one. Um, uh, because you you know you you're gonna want to uh, keep your characters alive as long as possible. So that's a cheeky one, especially. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of ren, there's a lot of mortal wounds at range, um, but it's still nice. Uh, I quite like that. Um, they got uh, good names for these ones too. The gem of exsanguination, the chiropter and cloak. I like if if you go to hit me and it's a one, you take a mortal wound. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, it's not it's, bad. It's, it's, is it as great as ignoring rend? No, but if I was going to pick another one, I kind of like. I just love when people roll and then it hurts them when their roll is not great. It's always one of those things. It's like <laughs> very joyous. Yeah, I didn't even have to do anything. You just screwed up your roll so bad, you stabbed yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty nice. I mean, the artifacts, the, the artifacts are all fine. Um, uh, the, there isn't something really to build an army around, which some artifacts and some sub-factions really are just building around one single artifact, but there's none really mm-hmm. to stand out in that way. Yeah, I mean, the Morbeg's Claw is like, ooh, add two to castings for wizards. Oh, except... Once again, I can't. They, they got, I can't move, and then most. I don't have that many wizards because that's just because you don't yeah. have that many wizards. You don't. I mean, useful on a necromancer though, because you do. You do want to get Van Hell's dance, ma- dance macabre. Macrub. Uh, I can't do it. I don't know. Dance macabre. Uh, I just call it Van Hell's. Yeah, I just Van call Hel- it Van Hell's. We know what yeah. you mean. Yeah, um, but 
still. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's a good one because you if you if you are taking a large amount of units, you probably want to try and get that off. I wouldn't rely. It's a bit like Mind Razor for Marathi. Like you're trying <laughs> to make it happen, but you're not actually relying on it because it's just too gimmicky to try and guarantee it. Right. Plus, then you're taking a hero out for the time, though. You can't make a normal move, charge move, shoot, or fight. You want to actually put this on a hero that is a wizard, because that way he can stop and do the fighting, and you're not worrying about taking someone else out of battle so you can get a bonus. Yes. But, uh, all right, we're to, we're to the Virkos Dynasty. The yes. Virkos Dynasty. Tell us all about yeah. this, Rob. I want to. I want to. Uh, I'm not <laughs> doing that. But, like, uh, I'm a huge fan of the Virkos Dynasty, um uh oh it's i've lost uh oh there we go um i've lo- have I lost my i've lost my uh why does it tell me what it does could oh. you uh could you oh, grab sure. it for me okay um so you your battle traits uh the strength is in uh the strength of the pack is the wolf plus one to wounds for attacks made with melee weapons by death rattle and dead walkers wholly within nine inches of a hero yes that's pretty yes. good. And then, oh, Very recast, good. recast roll, uh, casting roll. You can reroll casting rolls for Virkos Dynasty Vampire Wizards, but only Vampire Wizards. Only, va- yeah. So not Necromancers. And there are one. There's one. There's, li- there's one. There's literally only one. So I think there's only. Are one. Are there other Vampire Wizards that don't have a a a, a, a specification like a, like a like a, a keyword? So the Vingori Lord isn't a vampire, I don't think he is, unless I've got that wrong. Oh, checking right um, now. He, he might be. The lady is, but I don't think she's in Vicross. She might be. The Lady Vingori Lord. She's Avangori. Uh, Luca Vi yeah, is Avangori. Uh, the Vingorian Lord. He is a wizard. He can cast oh, nice. one spell. So you could you could take him. And you could re-roll his spell. Yeah, his spell. And you have that yeah. one other. So two the two two wizards can can. I'm certain someone's going to s- tell me that I got this wrong. That there's someone else, but it's like I'm not looking that hard either. I I will admit that 100. percent That's fine. Don't um, stress about it. It's not why you build it. You build it around the first battle trait. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. The plus one to wound for attacks is ridiculous. And it's on. It's on. It's on. Uh, it's on. Everyone knows Death on Rattle everyone. and Dead Walkers. Perfect. Yeah. So you so can you can give your Grave Guard that all out whatever. So they're hitting on twos, and then if they're taking the regular blade, they're wounding on twos. If they're taking the Great Blade, they're wounding on threes. Yeah, you're taking the Great Blade. That's what you want. Yeah, you I like. thought that's all of mine are geared up that way. Yeah, from the old game. Yeah. Right. So you're just gonna you're gonna go smash face with those guys, and that's really fun. Now, I, I again, I don't think this is the most competitive one. It's my choice. Because it's the coolest, um, <laughs> mainly because mainly because most of the cool characters are kind of like key locked into this particular army. Um, not that you can't use them in the other armies, of course you can, um, but uh, they're in here. But they don't really get any bonuses from being inside the sub faction. Again, it's a weirdly written book, uh, which is fine um, if that's your thing. Uh, but like uh, from a from a kind of building an army perspective, it could be, I assume, a tad confusing. But nonetheless, it's the coolest one so who cares yeah and it's it's one of those things where the you know it's it's just that the synergies don't quite synergize the way you'd expect them to and when you have stuff like lrl where everything synergizes perfectly with everything near it and you you it becomes almost ridiculous and i use the term almost loosely um (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's got some cool it's got some cool artifacts, right? So yeah. you've got the Sang Sangsrion uh, on a Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon, which is pick one of the bearer's melee weapons. The bearer made a charge move in the attack at the same turn, add D three to the attack's characteristic. So then you've got D three additional attacks on a Vampire Lord's Lance, which is pretty nice. Uh-huh. It's only an inch range still, which is super weird. Um on a lance, but that's fine, we'll ignore that. Yeah, D three <laughs> additional attacks. D3 additional attacks on it is pretty nice. And you can do that on any of your characters if you wanted to, which I really like. Um, I think that that's quite nice. Um, uh, and then, yeah, I think that's the only one that really stands out to me. If you're taking... Uh, are you taking zombies in this uh, army? So, in Vicost, yeah, I think so. Like, So there's a really good... Uh, like Again, like we talked about, if you're going to go for all armor, I think you should commit to all armor. I think you shouldn't... You, sh- you, I think what you should do is if you were going to run a Gravelord's army, you should try to polarize it uh, so your opponent has a real problem. So you have a Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon, you have Manfred, uh, you have Vordry. Like You don't have to have all of these things, but you have Blood Knights. So you've just got a really big... Now, you don't do this in Vrycross, is my point. But what I'm saying is you do all of that, and so your opponent's like oh my god, that's so much armor to get through all the time. I've mm-hmm. only got a couple of units that can hit it um, and deal that armor. Whereas with Rycross, I think you really commit to... Um, I think you you commit to potentially having a bunch of zombies in this because you've got some really nice casters and you've also got some really nice uh, key units in Radikar and Belladama who kind of like, they synergize with those as well. So maybe you'd have a bunch of dire wolves, maybe you have a bunch of zombies, and you'd just be like, can you get through all these wounds? Plus, I'm going to put a few back in the units all the time. <coughs> Sorry about that. If you kill one of these units, I'm going to bring it back from half. So there's that for you to deal with, and I think that's the kind of a nice way to play around with it. It's got that command trait, the spore trackers. Yeah. Friendly Deadwalkers, wholly within nine inches of the general, can make a normal move of up to three inches at the start of the hero phase. So you can kind of like, if you've got sort of a couple of groups around you, because you're going to want to be near them to buff them anyway, you're giving them that that extra move on top of everything else. I just, I mean, it's a small thing, but I'm looking through the command traits going, well, some of these are okay, but that one kind of... So Hunter's Snare is the one that people talk about a lot on the internet, which I think is right. a bit of a trap, but like I, I get it. The general contestant objective, the number of models for this general counts as equal to their wounds characteristics. So if you use this on a Vampire Lord, it's going to count as 14 models, so you and a Stonehorn can just eyeball each other in the best staring contest ever on an objective, with Stonehorn <laughs> being like, I'm 10, and you're like, I'm 14, I'm 10, I'm 14. Like, uh, so one of you will have to charge and decide how that fight goes. Um, and that's one of the ones that I think that you might see taken a little bit um, uh, but now in Age of Sigmar 3 with monsters count as 5 I don't know if that additionally adds on to um, that so it could be potentially 19 on a vampire lord which is quite cool um, but ultimately all you're really doing is is counting as models on the objective and I'd be I, I, th- I, I understand why people think it's really strong but I'd be more tempted to try and um, build around an army that can win the game as opposed to just situationally grab an objective because that Stonehorn will beat you off the objective all day long. Well, that and the fact that your general, just like in, 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 always in an undead army, your characters are so crucial to boosting and helping your your crummy horde units if you're taking crummy horde units. Uh, to have them sitting on an objective when there's zombies to be boosting and other things to be near, like that general's kind of got to be able to move around. That's the one thing I thought. I'm like, I don't want to necessarily sit on an objective. I mean, it might be great if I've got to grab that last objective and it's the last turn. Uh, it's just, it's very situational. 
Um, but you could, you could, if you wanted to, uh, go and get yourself um, uh, a giant wolf sculpt from somewhere in the world. I don't know who does that. Um, and then do yourself like a giant, um, uh, like a werewolf model who literally guard dogs objectives. And that would be a fun <laughs> thing. That would be a fun thing to put together for yourself. So again, loads of options for for being creative with your army there, um, uh, which I which I quite like. And you can even you know on his base trap it so that the hunter's snare. So you get get one of those bear traps and stick it around the base of your uh, of your big werewolf model. There you so go. he's literally trapped guarding the objective, which is uh, would be fun. A vampire lord did it to him or something. I don't know. There you are, kit bashing up stuff just for that particular objective. And you said you didn't enjoy that type of thing. I do. I love that. I love that stuff. I love that stuff. I just hate painting it once I've made it. <laughs> and I don't want to convert all fifty models in my unit because no. Nope. <laughs> yeah. All right. So who are, we got the 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 Castelli or the Castelli. Um, this is the this is your Blood Knights, right? Yeah. This is yeah. the Crimson Keep. So um, in this one, instead of setting up a unit on the battlefield, you can put it in ambush. You can do it's it's you can ambush with this army with so it's the same rules as before um uh, but the, the the good one is the uh so that's fine you can ambush some blood knights maybe you will maybe you won't i'm not really sure um especially with their retreat mechanic on their war scroll that's quite a fun little thing to have them in your backfield running through your lines while another unit at the front running through your lines that's that's mm-hmm. fun but it's the might of the crimson keep that makes this stand out oh yeah Go which ahead. is each time a friendly Castelli Dynasty Vampire unit destroys an enemy unit, that friendly unit gains the relevant ability below for the rest of the battle. A unit cannot gain the same ability more than once per battle. So you've got that bloody strength, stolen vitality, and absorb speed, which is absorb speed is plus two to run and charge, stolen vitality is plus one to the wounds characteristic of the unit, and bloody strength is add one to the damage characteristic, which is kind of, that is, that's the one I think that um, it gets everyone's blood firing, uh, not to be too on the nose in a vampire review. But yeah, the uh, plus it's one the damage is bananas, especially on blood knights. Yeah. Especially on blood knights, yeah, because they um, they obviously go to damage three on the charge, which is pretty scary. Mm-hmm. And they've got a bunch of attacks. You know, it's good. Plus one to the wounds characteristic. Suddenly you got four wound blood knights, and that no, yeah, four wound blood knights, and plus two to run in charge on top of that. So suddenly they're moving up twelve inches. It just it's. Yeah, this is really cool. Like this, this is, uh, this is the type of stuff I love in the rules, where it's stuff like like uh, the old corpse cart, and uh, yeah, the the not the corpse cart, the old uh, the black coach, you know, where it builds up power as the game goes through. It's this type of stuff. If you do stuff on the battlefield, this guy's gonna just become more and more powerful as they're drinking the blood of their enemies and racing through the fields, uh, killing stuff. They just get more and more powerful. Like that's so cool. Um, it's 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 really fun. It's really fun. It, it ties in really nicely with the um, command. Is it the command ability or the command trait or the artifact? Um, uh, is it which one is it? Sword. Oh, I'm gonna go check it. Um, no. Sword of red seneschals. No. 
Uh, no, it's the one you basically can just activate it for free. So I'm just going to find it. Rousing commander. Once per battle, oh. at the start of the combat phase, you can say that this general will rouse their warriors. If you do so until the end of the phase, friendly Caselli dynasty vampire units holding the twelve of this general benefit from the bloody strength and stolen vitality. So that's plus one damage and also plus one to their wounds characteristic uh, from the might of the crimson keep battle trait above if they have not already gained one for both of them. So it kind of means what you can do early on, like kind of turn one, is you can just pop that. And then your units become these kind of big blenders and they go into a fight. And that means that they're, they're going to be able to maybe murder someone and then gain that ability for the rest of the battle themselves. Yep. So it is one of those once per battle abilities, but it's just, it's really nice. And like I say, it turns those Blood Knights into a, a very, very scary unit. Um, and I like that. I think that that's, um, uh, and it's not a command ability either. It's command trait. So it's, it's like doing a command ability on your army, but it doesn't count as a command ability. And then obviously in Age of Sigmar 3, where you're only able to do one command ability uh, on a unit um, per phase, that kind of means that you've got another way of buffing a unit without buffing a unit, if that makes sense. Um, right. So that you can stack both. So you can give them that all out attack, the plus one to hit. So um, they could be they could be hitting on plus one, and then they're doing damage three on the charge. So super cool, really, really nice. That's what that's what I would aim for anyway. I think. No, I think it's great. It's you're just jump starting the abilities there uh, that they'll they'll grab and getting them that stuff quicker. Because the quicker they have that, the quicker they got these plus ones, and then the quicker that they're just going to become something that the opponent has to deal with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're very difficult to deal with. They've got a three-up armor save. Um, if you popped all-out defense on them, they're going to have a two-up armor save, which is going to be something that's more relevant um, in Age of Sigmar as time goes on, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and so they're going to stick around a little bit more, uh, which is nice. And also, you've obviously got the six-up damage prevention role, like Deathless Minions. So, yeah, I really like that. And, and I think that this is the one you just build all your Blood Knights. You, you take your Manfred, you take your, um, your Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon, you take your Vordry... And you just run around just murder-killing stuff and laughing maniacally. And if someone's got the output to beat your armor, then you just do a sad face. And then you just re-rack. You, you just play again. Yep. Uh, and I think, I think that's great. Question. Yes. Uh, rules question. I'm going to put you on the spot because you understand this better than I do. Okay. Um, when you do the uh, deathly invocation, you can put back D3 wounds to yep. something that's got multiple wounds. Or you could put back D3... Uh, models in, or up to that, up to the wounds. So let's say your blood knights go up to four wounds apiece. Okay. Yep. If you don't have one on the table and you rolled, like, say, a three, can you put one yep. back with three wounds? No, because they happen. They, they. Uh, I'm pretty certain that they happen in different phases, effectively. So your answer would be no. You can't put back one with three wounds already. So that's like a that's a a, a thing. Um, right. I thought you, yeah, you have to be able to put back the entire model. You can't put it back at partial wounds. So yes, nailed it. So if he if they only have three wounds and you roll a three, you can put one back. Yes, but if they so if you go up to four wounds, I mean, I'm not. I'd, I'd but rather you can't, have. But you can't definitely invocation them anyway because they're not summonable. Oh, you're right. Oh, well, so it doesn't matter anyway. So, uh, the, so the question I'm asking is pointless. Yep. Once again, proving <laughs> no, why no, I don't no, know how to play never this bad, game. There are never bad questions. Yes, there, there are. are. I'm questions. a school teacher. Let me tell you something. There's dumb questions. <laughs> I'll take your word on that. That is a job I would. That was a job I was never built with the patience to do. Oh, don't get uh, me wrong. So. I love being a teacher, and I love my students. I just wouldn't tell them that. Um, but oh, 
good gravy <laughs> there are sometimes really dumb questions uh and you'd still answer them and you still act caringly because you're a school teacher and that's what you do but trust me <laughs> oh boy uh, there are some bad ones all right yeah. i'll take your word for it <laughs> And you know what? And and speaking as someone who's on the other side of the table times too, I've asked some really dumb questions. So don't I, I know I know what I'm talking about here. All right, so let's see. Um, yeah, the, these guys are fantastic. Let's. Uh, we got two more. We got one more dynasty, and then we'll take a quick break. Uh, the Evangori. Avangori. Um, the Avangori is... cursed abominations. This one is honestly worth skipping, but we can try. If you want, we'll just um, we'll hit it quick. Now, this is if you're taking the Luca Vi, right? That's that's her stuff. And yep. this is if you just want to take lots of big monsters. I'm, I'm guessing. Am I correct with this? Yeah, but they're not as good as the big monsters as, let's say, in Flesh Eater Courts. So, oh, okay. why would you like? So, it's you can choose um, Soulblight Gravelord's Army with an Avangori Dynasty keyword includes any terror guys or zombie dragons. One of these models has curse mutation. Choose which models will uh, have the curse mutation, then pick uh, from or roll on the curse mutations chart, which is down below. And you can choose one additional friendly Avangori Dynasty terror guys or um, zombie dragon uh, to have a curse mutation for each war- for each water roll battalion, which obviously you can't even have in Age of Sigmar uh, unless you're playing narrative play. Okay. Um, so if you're playing competitive play, you won't be able to do that. If you're playing narrative play, water scroll battalions are still super cool, but competitive play, you wouldn't take one. So a model cannot have more than one curse mutation, and an army may not include duplicates the same curse mutation. So you kind of got to mix them around. And then you also subtract from one from the wound rolls that target uh, the terror guys or the Avangorian or something. So, um, I mean, you could, you kind of say to yourself, oh, I'll take loads of terror guys and I'll take loads of vampire lords. No, sorry, I'll take loads of zombie dragons. But, like, why are you taking them? Like, they're old kits. Like, if you're getting into the grave lords, why aren't you building yourself vampires and, well, and other stuff? Do you know what I mean? Okay, I, and while I agree with that, you might be a person who just loves those models. You might be a person who takes them a lot. You know what I'm saying? It might just that might be your thing. Like, yeah, yeah, like I'll you. tell you this: I have 120. I have almost 120 of the old skeletons, and as 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 much improved the new as the new skeletons are. Mm-hmm. That will be the last thing. Like when all my projects are done, I'll repl- like my skeletons are good enough right now. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. maybe you have this stuff and you want to play your army and you don't necessarily want you know you're playing with your old stuff. Or you could just be one of those people who has to take all your big monsters. I personally, yeah. that's not my game. As we all know, I just want to take hordes of crappy zombies and play Walking Dead against you. Um, that's what I do. But I, I, I can see people taking this. It's just, like I said, you get one cursed mutation, and it's it's a bunch of once-per-battle things, um, ex- except for the one where wizards near it can... Uh, Reroll success, reroll successful casualties for enemy wizards, which honestly, I, I don't know. Like I said, it's well, look, they didn't even want you to do it because they've only given you three command traits and they've only given you three artifacts, so they didn't even care enough to. <laughs> to give you. They were like, "Look, this is half, a, this is half a go, so here's half the yeah, here's half the effort." Um, we know you want to play a menagerie uh, list here, like just do yeah. That. yeah. Like, you're taking loads of monsters. We're not going to give you lots of read because you're probably not someone who's a big reader is maybe what they're <laughs> oh, saying. Oh, I, well, I didn't write the book. Well, it could also like, be, it could also be, uh, you know, if you're, if you're, you're honestly taking what, like four outside of your, your heroes, you're taking like maybe three different units um, and they're big, goopy monsters. You know, 
coming up with six special things that affect big goopy monsters, that's kind of, you know, it's it's easy when you've got tons of different infantry units and you could be like, this effect, these are so specific to those two or three units, you only really need three. And you've come up with six. I'll I'll try off the top of my head. Plus one save, plus three to move, plus one to wound, plus one to hit. Um, Reroll your (laughs) deathless minion save. That's five. And I'm not a professional, and I've been at it for 40 seconds. That's true. Like now, will that would would that? And I know this is going to sound dumb. That would would that make them a, a little too OP? Too over no, the, no, no, none of those things. Like yeah. everything, everything in the game is always a sliding scale. That's one of the nicest things. Like mechanics that are very strong, that are counterintuitive and probably problematic. Things like Severith, um, able to move in your opponent's shooting phase. I think is stuff that maybe shouldn't be inside of the game because I don't think it. I don't think it adds much. Um, but like everything is controllable with points and against rules, really. That's and true. None of those things. All of those things are fine uh, because yeah, you could give him a, a one-up save, but is he as tanky as Archeon? No. Um, so a Vampire and Zombie Dragon. So it'd be fine. Like it's it's really not that bad. Um, well, because Skinks once again, will murder them. Once again, you've proved exactly why you're the guy I asked to come on the show, and I'm the guy who doesn't know how to play this game. That was oh, just that's fantastic. not true. Like, no, everyone I'm, knows how to play. It's just oh, no, fun. I, you know, that's that's just that's my common thing I say to myself. Um, but yeah, no, seriously, I didn't even think. Yeah, <laughs> well, you could just put in the simple ones. I sit here and complain every time we do a show how there's six of them, and uh, you know, oh look, it's a plus one to your general's wound characteristic, plus two to their movement. Like when you get all these different things, it's always that same first three or four. And then oh, we, I love they, those. They have, they have nothing to put on this one. Well, how about those first three or four? You 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 pointed it out very simply. You could totally give them six and actually make it fit. You know, maybe it was because you know because they have all of them on two pages, but with the mutations, you had to cut down some of the space because they you know because the printing. Cost. I honestly think if I'm just being honest, and we all recognize this, we've all worked hard, we all got <laughs> jobs, we're all working our heart out. Friday afternoon, you know, they're like, I've only got three each. And he's like, okay, just print it, baby. Just just book it and print it. <laughs> it's good. Pack it off, son. Like it. you come on. When you're marking papers, you must get to like the last one and be like, come on. Hey, you get out of here, kid. Go on. <laughs> off to a good school. I have big A for I, you. I have never just skimmed a homework assignment. I always make sure <laughs> that I do every last bit for Hey man, I have a hundred and I had a hundred and twenty English students between my four classes, I always tell them, if I spend one minute grading each of your papers, that's two hours minimum. And so if you're writing me something, you better make sure you make it worth writing because if I have to spend five minutes a piece on these, on 120 of them, suddenly I'm doing, it's like, no, if I'm going to spend 10 hours, it better be worth it. But yeah, no. Can we just just take a moment to shout out that all teachers in the world should be paid more money? Can we just take make a moment to just shout that out as a as a consistent thought to always have in your head wherever you are in the world and you sat right now listening to the podcast and you think what can I do to make it so teachers get paid more money should be just a quick one paint your model as you hate it you stare at him and you're full of hatred and you think I could be helping teachers get paid more money now is what I should be doing I just thought <laughs> I'd put that there. well uh, as self serving as it seems I will totally agree with that statement. But that, I don't think it's self-serving. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, considering that, it would affect me personally. Yeah. Serving all of all of the good. There you uh, go. Anyway, sorry. 
Uh, you know what? Do you wanna do you wanna take a break and then cover spell or do you wanna finish spell and then we've got like let's the rules? Let's do it. Let's, 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 do ta the let's take a break. Let's take a break. We'll take that break. Okay, because the spell ain't that exciting. We don't want to end on that anyway. All right, so we'll take a break. We'll be right back, folks. Pay teachers. <laughs> That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, and at grognardgames.com. They are now open daily from 12 to 7 for your gaming pleasure. Now, if you want, you can go into the store, find what you need. Not comfortable going into the store, even with a mask on? Call them up for curbside pickup. Or order online at grognardgames.com. They've got what you need. They've got Warhammer. They've got Dungeons & Dragons. They've got Marvel Crisis Protocol. They've got Battletech. They've got a huge pre-owned section, and you can find it on grognardgames.com or in the store. Now, you can't play in the store right now. Still got to have social distancing protocols, and if I got to stay more than six feet away from you, probably can't play a game of Magic. Probably going to be pretty difficult to play a game of Warhammer either, but you can still get all your hobby needs met at Grognards because if the world starts to reopen and your hobbying starts to take off again, you know you're going to need stuff, and you can find it at Grognards. And why? You know why. Because there's always something happening at Grognards. And we are back. Back talking... Spell lores, which I think will be quick because it's not that sweet. Um, it's not. Well, the invigorating aura is nice because you basically get one extra deathly invocation if you get the spell off. You can heal those three wounds, and this is something different, so you can do it on a unit you've already deathly invocated. Um, mm -hmm. it, it goes off on an eight, and you get plus one to your roll for every hero on the battlefield. So if you've got three or four heroes, this is a, this is a you know, goes off on a four or a five, so it's that's that's not bad, and that everybody knows, which is good. Um, yes, Lord of the Vampires. Uh, so okay, Lord of the Vampires. Lord of the Vampires isn't good at all. Nope. Uh, is the quickest way to go through it, and then you just go to Amethystine Pin Amethystine Pinions, which honestly, great name, and also fun to say. So it's good <laughs> that it's good, which is uh, it has a casting value of five, and if successfully cast, you can add. Uh, until your next hero phase, you have six inches of the caster's move characteristic, and that's obviously brilliant, because especially if you put that on someone fast, like a Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon, because then you could just be like, or if you stick it on Vordry or whoever, um, you could just be like, cool, I'm going to go super fast, they're going to like go Alpha Strike, or they're just going to go be all around the board, doing what they want, it's super cool, it's really fun. It, if you roll it on a nine, though, um, you add six inches to the caster's move. This one says the same unit cannot benefit from the spell more than once per turn. Honestly, that feels like a nerf three and a half years too late, uh, which is super weird because you used to like you used to have wizards or even Nagash himself try and cast this for like plus uh, twelve to move because he'd roll a big nine oh, up. Right. Yeah, and then just be flying around the board. You'd be like, yes, this is amazing. Um, but I quite like that because I, I love the Locus of Sheesh. I think it's really solid. I think the fact that you're rewarded for just rolling high, it's like a double reward, I think mm -hmm. is really, really fun. So I really like that. Um, 
I really do. And I wouldn't really bother with most of the other spells in that particular law. Law of Death Mages gets a little bit more interesting, though. Um, I was going to say, it's... though, if now for me personally, yep. um, I might because you've got to pick some spells for some guys, right? You know, ca- yep. and you can only cast it once. I might throw a vile transference on there. If you're playing, okay. if you're playing against a horde, it goes off on a four. Pick an enemy unit within six inches. Roll a number of dice equal to half the wounds. Oh, the enemy unit's wounds characteristic. Oh yeah. no, that's crap. Well, you can do it against a monster, but then you've got to be pretty close to that monster. And yeah, I always no, talk I, about I always talk about danger close. It's like archers, like the new bolt boys for the cruel boys. You're like, oh my god, they look so cool. It's like, yeah, but their kind of best shot is twelve inches away. And if you're a gunner. You don't want to be, especially with the six of armor save. You want to be really far away if you can. Right. Like exactly. It's not. You're not like a, no. No one wants to be the shotgun guy in a game. That's. It's not fun. No. I don't think. Uh, I totally understand that. In fact, that was one of the things when I would bring the the stormcast guys with the with the the the, the better shot is getting up close. So then you drop them in up close and just hope you can get a couple of shots off and maybe get them screened before they get wiped out. So. Yeah. No, exactly. I, I misread that. I thought it was half of the enemy unit models, not wounds characteristic, which I know that's hard to stake those two words, but what do you want from me? I don't read so good. So <laughs> if it was half the number of models in the unit and sixes do it, you could go take that on a guy, and if you happen to be playing against a horde, suddenly that's pretty, you know, you could take out a bunch of models. Yeah, um, 100%. Or you could, I mean, no, not take them out. You can heal a bunch of wounds, but this is, okay, so I can heal... Unless I'm fighting a big monster, I'm not healing much. But there's so. going to be a lot more monsters in the new edition, so the maybe must, eh. maybe better. Yeah, well, you know, if you got if if you got to throw something on it, and you don't want to have everybody take the same spell, maybe that's the backup one to this. I don't know. Let's talk about the death mages though, because they don't yes. suck. This they is- don't, and and also like uh, like, but then you don't, but then these can't be taken by vampires, and so the number of models you can take this on is like quite limited, which is. Your mortars can take it, and your and your death ma- and your your necromancers. That's about it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, I think oh, is the who on top of the coven throne is that a death mage? Uh, or is that a oh, I think so. Let's take a look. Let's roll back. Fire uh, coven. Is it? Vist- what is it? That's what Sigma says all the time. What is this? What's this enemy? <laughs> Go hit it with a hammer. Yeah, it's up as the hammer. <laughs> what are they? Quick hammer. <laughs> Don't ask questions. Figure it out after you hammer. <laughs> hammer all of them. <laughs> Picture no, some no, all no, nails. Go for it. Hold on. <laughs> what am I saying? Um, what am I looking for on this Coven Throne? If Coven the... Throne. The keyword at the bottom to see if it's a death mage. Vampire, malignant, soul blight. No, it's a vampire. Hero Don't worry wizard. about it. Nope, I not thought a death it was a mage. vampire. It, nope. The Mortis engine has a death mage, not the yes, Coven Throne. but it's not a wizard. Boo. But it's not a... Uh, I, oh, for... I know, but no, don't worry. Minute. We'll come back to the Mortis engine because I'm a huge fan. Bound Necromancer. Edwin... Oh, that's for guys who are near it. I always yeah. loved the Mortis engine. I had one, and back in seventh and eighth edition, that thing was. What if I told you? What if I told you that four of them was an amazing, fun army to play? I would buy three more instantly. Yeah. Well, then, they're... then get ready for later. Oh, okay. You might be spending my money here. That's great. Um, but the thing is, I remember the old in the old when when that pulse would just get stronger as the yeah, as the game yeah. goes on. Well, it kind of does that now. It kind of does that now. We'll, we'll, it'll be the first wall scroll we look at. Okay. Actually, when All right, we get cool. to that. Let's do that. All right. So what else uh, do we've spe- got? 
in here. Uh, uh, so you got some great ones. Overwhelming Dread is cast on a five, so it's super low, amazing. Pick an enemy unit within 18 inches, and you subtract one from hit rolls um, that does that unit. If you double tap that, there's two units that could be minus one to hit, which is awesome. So okay. really happy with that. Fading Vigor, um, 18 inches, subtract one from the attack characteristic of that unit's melee weapon. If you double tap it, you could be <sighs> minus two to their attack characteristic, or two units minus one. Amazing. Again, on your necros, who were one cast wizards? Super weird. Like there's no, they don't relate to each other. You're like you're super excited about casting these awesome spells, and you're like, oh, I've just got to take some wizards with hats, some necromancers with hats. They've got to, <laughs> they've got to they've have got to hats. Seem, they've got to have hats with a big brim uh, because they're so pale. They can't be outside like that. They can't, they've been painting too much with hatred for years. That's how you become a necromancer. Paint with hatred. Oh my god, <laughs> that's it. I'm going to be a necromancer finally. <laughs> Painting with hatred. Um, God, if I didn't have to tell people this was the Soul Blight rules review, that would be the name of this episode, Painting with Hatred. <laughs> I may just call it that anyway. <laughs> They'll be like, what is this? What is um, doing? <laughs> Decrepify is also good. You subtract one from the wound rolls for attacks made by a, a, a model in that hero. Again, it's 18 inches, and it's cast on a six. It's super low. They've got access to some amazing... I'm really hoping this is wave one of the Grave Lords, and we get wave two soon with like a whole necromantic cadre of... like. Necrom- like long lady necromancers, short stubby necromancers, all manner of necromancers. Give, yeah, basically. give us some models. Like it, it, they all can follow the same the same rule. You know, they're just necromancers. But do I mean, like remember the old like you would get the uh, and the wood elves. They had like six different models for the same. You know, the wizard because it was just like oh, they're all this wizard. Um, we just have a bunch of cool poses for them. Oh, that's. I mean, the worst, the, be- the worst slash best one was obviously f- the the free guild general because after the world that was blew up, uh, like every named empire character was all of a sudden an empire general, and you were like, oh my god, I've got so many. I've got, so many, but that's that's beautiful because you know what? You take him to a tournament, and if the first general gets killed, you just take the other one out in the next game. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, you know, if he dies, that way I could use more of my models. You could sort yeah, of perfect. make it a narrative. Oh, yeah, General exactly. Fritz died. i got to bring in General Horst. Come on. Bring that Come guy on. in there. Give him a shot at it. Oh, God. <laughs> now, so, yeah, these, these, you, these spells these spells are super good. Uh, Soul Harvest is good. Decrepit Fire is good. Even Prison of Grief is good. You can do some really, really fun stuff with this lore, mainly debuffing the enemy, which is exactly how I imagine them playing, right? right like, because you're just you know, throwing death magic at them, right? Slowing them down, making them sick. Yeah, you got it. I just think, yeah, they're just going to be just like just scaring the enemy, making them worse. Yeah, 100%. Like, it really ties in, which is why I'm super hopeful for the Grave Lords. I was very excited about this army before the book came out. The book kind of like didn't really fill me with the, the list right and joy that I need to be able to like pull the trigger on them. Same way I'm very excited about the Cruel Boys right now, and I'm not quite certain how that's going to pan out for me emotionally, um, which is always <laughs> what it is. Um, <laughs> no, I, I get that. I get what you're saying. A hundred percent. It's just one of those things. It's like, oh, that's not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Like so, but like um, so, there's some really nice spells in there for helping you debuff, especially when you think about like you know the fact that you then could ignore those modifiers if you took the that particular sub faction. So you've got this plus one hit. You're making them minus one hit, minus one attack. It can make your non-survivable troops more survivable. Like you, there's some really fun stuff in there. It's just it's just unfortunately they're keyword locked to, to different places. And when but when these double tap, they can affect the same unit more than once, right? Or can they not? 
Yeah, they can. They can. Um, okay, if but you, something you obviously. Yeah. Capping minus one to hit, uh, like is is really good for the game in Age of Sigma three. Uh, but that means that like that's that makes that a little less useful. Oh, that's ultimately. right. That's the you can only go up or down one total, right? Yeah, but the uh, yes, uh, and in, that's just in effect to hit the wound. Can, right. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I'm just making sure. That's okay. To hit to wound and save is the best you can have is. Uh, oh no sorry save is specifically the best you can have is plus one save and to hit into wound the best you can have is plus one and the worst you can have is minus one although you can kind of like stack it so let's say you and me were playing Mm -hmm. and I gave you minus two to hit you would only ever be minus one to hit however if I then gave myself plus one to hit you would still be... Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry, if you gave yourself plus one to hit, you would still be minus one to hit. Right, because, because you got to add them all together. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah, so it's about the, the net effect and the cumulative effect. Net of, no, I'm the sorry. net. Yeah, no, know. you're right, the net effect. So I can only, I, I'm only going to go up or down one, but if you've got a plus one and I've got a minus three, you know, it's like, oh, well, no, you're not getting it. You know, you're, you're, yeah, you, you got it's it. not enough to even bring you back anything because you got to get enough... To cancel out what your opponent's doing to you, I get it, hundred percent, hundred percent. So cool. like, but but that's it's, but the minus one attacks one. If you double tap that, nothing's stopping you that. So you could you could minus two to, like uh, att- attacks, okay. which is so good. So that's why the subtract. Well, and pl- if they if you know they have a plus one to hit, you could put the subtract one on them twice. Yeah, exactly. Like if you really exactly. needed to, right? But if, but if they don't, then you could just throw it on a couple of different units. Oh, suddenly there's strategy on how you're playing this. If you get the nine, like here I'm making all these plans for nines. Like I roll that good. So- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I like about it most because it's very powerful, but it's not something you can really rely on. You have to make the decision in the moment. And I think that that's really nice. I love that as a mechanic. I love a bit of risk, risk reward, or just generally kind of being rewarded in some ways. I think that's great. Really love it. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's very cool. So that's all the spell lures, uh, and that's all the different unit types uh, or uh, different uh, you know factions. Now they do have war scrolls. They've got their war, the giant war scroll for the whole legion of Hish, and then they got four. War scroll battalions, and I know you can't use them in in tournament play anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, and just and I, I I I know you have nothing to base it on, but you do a lot more tournament stuff than I do, and you kind of know how the things tend to trend. Do you see tournaments saying, "Nah, go ahead and pay for it and use these," or just keeping them out? Because the the ones in the book, the ge- the the generic book ones are free. Am I correct? Yeah, that's so, free. Yeah, we, but you also don't you also don't get much for having them. No, you don't. You don't get nearly because you don't get the extra command point. You don't get the extra um, the extra artifact. I don't think you get an extra artifact, do you? Unless no. you you do you 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 get an enhancement, which is a new word. Um, if you take a specific one of them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I can't see. So I, the tournaments aren't just going to let people take these because that would totally throw everything off. That the way the rules are. So yeah, this is totally just for for narrative play. Which is a shame uh, it's, because it's, I kind of like them, but I can see. How I like them. I like them loads as well, and they've felt like having been in Age of Sigmar since the beginning. Obviously, it's such a, a a thing that we've been used to, and it's such a core thing. But there was there was always a disparity, right? There was there, oh, it, sure. there was never any equity. There was never any equity between the factions, and I think that that's one of the things that's like um, going away is generally a positive. So it means like 
I was able to take this group of guys that are better than your group of guys because of this one thing. And it's like, oh, that doesn't feel okay sort of a situation. So now it's a bit more it's a bit more equal. And I, and I think that that's a, a genuine positive. I don't think that makes it bland either. I think that makes it fine. Yeah. I mean, th- th- there's a lot of times I would take a War Scroll Battalion. Some, I mean, some armies I have, I'm like, oh, I could take like three of these. And really, I mean, it's a lot of points, but gosh, I could do so much. I know with Harrison's Lumineth, he took at least two battalions because he had so much cool stuff in that army. And then there's some armies I'm like, nah, I'm not taking any. You know, it's just, and I can see where you're saying it doesn't quite, balance and you know what you pay for it uh, you know it, just, it was always that thing yeah there are at least 100 points but you're also getting extra artifacts and stuff like that and sometimes that's that's a crazy amount of benefits I, I, I see why you know I, I see what you're saying taking it away makes it a little evens the playing field for more than I'm still armies. sad though if, oh no like, I love them if you want to be there with me yeah I mean that that was one of the coolest things to take when I would take my night haunt would take the big you know oh I could take this with all of these uh, all of these you know core you know schlubby little uh little guys and oh they get a bonus to their attacks and their wounds for this battalion and suddenly these schlubby little guys are like oh wait they can do stuff you know yeah hey hey, you know whatever it's it is what it is i'm not i haven't played any third edition games yet i'm gonna do that probably next week harris and i are gonna sit down with the book and just plow through a bunch of games amazing Um, but yeah it's nice when your kid likes to play because all I got to do is set up down here at the table. We could play half a game, and if we got to go do something, we go do something. We could take a break, eat. We could take it up the next day. We both live here. It's amazing. <laughs> That's super fun. So, yeah, we're going to play a bunch. So, okay, we said the first scroll we're going to go over is the Mortis Engine. Mortis Engine. And I, I not, you know, there's, yeah, let's do it. It's not the most important. Like, the Necromancer and the Vampire Lord are probably the most important, maybe with a Coven Throne. But this is just a quick one for me, because uh, it's fun and I love it. It's 200 points, mm-hmm. it's 12 wounds with a 4-up save, and it has got uh, it moves 14 inches, which is pretty fast in Age of Sigmar. Like, it's pretty much right up there at the tippy top. Yep. Obviously, it's, it's not Hurricane um, uh, Wind Chargers, but it's a different kettle of fish. Um <laughs> Yes. Uh, that we had a we had a tournament uh, here. We ran this thing called the Super Series, um, and uh, um, uh, a guy called Matt Goldsborough uh, was running around with uh, with ruse that were moving forty eight inches into combat and then moving forty eight inches out of combat in the same turn. It was wild. That's, is all I'm going to describe it as. Ninety six inches in a turn. It was really really. It was a bit much. Anyway, but 14 is still fast. Don't listen to what I just said. 14 is fine. Um, and why I like about it, there's uh, there's a couple of things that are really cool. Um, there's the, the the bound necromancer who's bound inside of it, which is add one to casting rolls for friendly soul black grave lords. Wizards holding within 12. That's fine. That's quite nice. If you were just taking one, that would be good. The reason I want you to take four is it costs you 800 points. Not that much, really. Like, you can still have a character or two. You can still have loads of zombies or skeletons or whatever you want. But it's because of the Whale of the Damned missile attack and then the Reliquary, which are all amazing names. And I feel like they it's very, necromant- very necromantic. So the shooting attack from the Whale of the Damned is an aura that gets worse as it gets wounded. So it's a 12-inch range initially. And the way it works is you do not use the attack sequence for the attack made by the Whale of the Damned. Instead, roll a dice for each enemy unit within range. And on a 4+, plus, they take D3 mortal wounds. So if it moves forward 14 inches, uh, that means it's going to affect stuff with another 12. So it's got like a 26-inch threat range, which is quite nice. Um, and then you roll a 4-plus a, a for each unit. But if you have 4... Run them forward like a, uh, a 
cavalcade, uh, <laughs> then you'll be then you'll just be rolling four ups all day doing D three mortal wounds. Now, statistically, you only actually do two D three mortal wounds per unit, so it's not crazy you won't wipe out a horde you won't kill a character so it's none of those things but if you protected it for a turn you can then unrelease the reliquary um uh, which is always good in the story the corpse master custodian of a mortis engine can unleash the thrumming amethyst magics that surge through it in a lethal shockwave amazing Uh, but once per battle yeah, yeah. Once per battle in your hero phase, so let's say turn one, I run all four of my uh, uh, mortis engines forward, make a screen in front of them so they're safe, do some mortal wounds, and then in the next hero phase, once per battle in your hero phase, you can say that this model will unleash its energies. If you do so, you roll dice for each unit within 12 inches of this model. On a 2+, plus, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. Death units are not affected. So then you just bomb them. And then in the next shooting phase, you do the Whale of the Damned again. And so you you would unleash all four reliquaries, and so you could potentially be doing four D three mortal wounds to everyone within uh, just in the hero phase, and then an additional two D three, so sixty three mortal wounds. Now that's going to rack up. That's an average of twelve mortal wounds to everyone in the unit. It's not very good. It will lose loads, but it will be a barrel of laughs. This yeah no this was one of my it was in every list I built in 7th and 8th edition for these guys once it came out so it was my I love this model I love everything it does it doesn't do exactly what it did in the old book and I have the old book around here somewhere but I'm not going to dig for it uh, because I just remember that pulse getting stronger as the game went on because it wasn't attached to your wounds it was just this death magic slowly builds and as it's building in that thing and when you let it out it was like Oh, so it was just wonderful. I love this model. I'm going to try this. I'm going to take some of my... I have a mostly finished Coven Throne somewhere. I never painted the, the ladies on it. I'll just take it and pretend it's a Mortis engine while I'm playing against the boy and see how many of these things I can just go out and wipe out his stupid elves. This will be so much fun. Yeah, I mean, it's, again... Like it's it's not very good. It's not like the strongest ever, but it will just be re- it will be really fun to do, and it will look amazing on the tabletop, right? Just yeah, a bunch of zombies and these and these giant things. Just this looks like this looks like half the sketches in the uh, cities of Sigmar books or the forty k books. Whenever you think about the Imperium, just these you yeah. know large large ornate things coming towards you with tons of bodies pulling them. Except now it's all dead. That yeah. would look fantastic. So yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be really fun. So yeah, that's that's a, that's just a quick who wants to have a great time sort of a, a situation. And I think it'll be and it's only eight hundred points. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, so like, I just like that one. That's my favorite. Necromancer is probably going to be the war scroll that's most important. He's only got six up save though. So, um, but he, thank, thankfully. Thankfully, you can pass wounds off uh, on a three plus to Gravelord summonable units within three inches. So you can have a pack of direwolves or zombies keep him safe. But the right. reason you want to take him, other than his access to the great spell law, is he's then unfortunately also got a great spell, which he wants to cast all the time. So he's kind of like, damned if you do, damned if you don't, which is great for a necromancer. Um, yep. And he's, uh, but he can only cast one spell. Um, and he's got Van Hell's which is cast on a six, which is nice and low, so it's more likely to happen than not. And then uh, a summonable unit wholly within 18 inches, which is very generous as a spell range, so that's also great. Mm-hmm. Um, until the next hero phase, if that unit is fought only once in the combat phase, when it's your turn to pick a unit to fight, the unit can be p- picked to fight for a second time. So they got piling and attack again. 
Um, and it's until so it's your really next nice. hero phase. So it's happening yeah. in yours and in your opponent's. And if you get double turned, it's happening a third time. Yeah, it's really, really good. So like your necro is kind of like vital to stay alive and is also vital to kind of increase the efficacy of your army. But very, very squishy, only moves five inches. But that 18, 18 inch range is lovely. So it's kind of like a key component of this army if you're going to run the, the zombies and the, the skeletons. If you're, not, if you're doing the vampires, then it's not as useful. But if you're playing horde armies... These guys are only a buck and a quarter a piece. So you can put them in the middle of your horde or just behind your horde and keep them pretty safe because you're going to want to keep those hordes near them. If you're taking two or three units and sort of bubbling them around him and just shuffling the whole massive nonsense forward like a necromancer would be, just picking up his guys and, and shoving them forward, once again, thematically, I would have so much fun with this. Just having a few yeah, necromancers I, behind him. Kill one, there's a couple others. And they're just shoving this crap forward and saying, okay, keep fighting. Yeah, I think that, that some, some larger problems, like like with everything in life, is, uh, is uh, a gun trained at this guy's head. Um, so it'll be uh, like, the, you know, KO boat, sentinels, skinks, uh, of all things. Um, yeah. Like, there'll be, there'll, be many, there'll be many a gun uh, who'll be his prime target. Which so is, something just to be conscious of. Right, but it's why you'll need a few of them. And you've got the Necromancer, you're going to try to get him up to a 5-up save, and then you're just going to pray to God you can roll those 3-ups because you've got all those units around you to pass those wounds off to. Yeah. The, that three, that Basically, that 3-up ward, as long as you've got them near you, is actually pretty sweet because uh, yeah, it can't it get is. adjusted, and it's going to make those six those 5 wounds last a lot longer. Yeah, you gotta, but he's got to be that horde master. He's got to be there walking behind his zombies, cackling like a maniac, and just throwing everything at them. And he only moves three inches, but that's why I like to see some other necros, like necro on a horse, necro on a car. Like those sorts of things would be so good to see in the future. Like, so I think, I think there's so many options for them to build different pieces for this army that it's a really exciting time if, you, if it's an army you wanted to collect. Because, like, hopefully that they, they reimagine some elements for this army because there's so much fun stuff you could put into this in, like, the design space for it. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, the Deadwalker zombies, which obviously they rely on, are so great. So great. Let's talk about these guys because, yeah. oh, man, this is everything I always wanted in a zombie unit. Now, I don't know if the points are going to change in the next week when we get the, the that stuff, but right now you can take them in units of 20 or 40. It doesn't get any bigger than 40, which surprised me. Uh, but it could get bigger in the next edition right. because you, there might not be a limit. So you could go up to 60. 60, and 115 points apiece. Wow. Uh, that would, yeah, that's that's not bad at all. 160 points for the 20. For not the for 20, 20 wounds. Yeah, exactly. Nope. Not for 20 wounds at all, no. no. They don't have a save, they save dash, but that does mean if they get cover or plus one, then it's going to turn into a six. Right. So that's kind of nice. But and that's got, the most they also... can do, right? Because that's the most we can adjust the save. So the most they're ever going to yeah, get to is course. a six. Okay. Yeah, but then they've also got a six award, so like that's nice because they've got death... Or the, if you're in range for Deathless Minions, which is also good. Um, but they're cheap enough that I think that they're fine. They one attack each, they hit on fives and win on fives. Uh, however, um, they've got the newly dead, though, and if unmodified hit roll for an attack made by a unit is a six, 
um, it inflicts a mortal wound on the target and the attack sequence ends. Um, and in addition, I love a good in addition, um, which is just, <laughs> they're, just having, they're just having a coffee when they're writing that rule. They're like, in addition! Um, you can see them typing away on the keyboard. Um, each enemy model that was slain by wounds inflicted by this unit's attacks in that phase, for each two plus, you can add a dead walker zombie model to this unit, which is super fun. Um, so you can kind of like, if you manage to go and hit one of their like chaff units, uh, and you could just turn them into more of your zombies. Um, or even if you take the last wound off Archeon, it can become a, a, a zombie in your zombie horde, which I think is cool. But it's the mortals on sixes to hit that make these guys very good. No, it's, it's really great. It's really good. Because then if you uh, make them pile an attack twice, then obviously you double the attacks up. So it's 115 points worth of attacks is 20. Pile an attack twice it's 40 attacks. If you have a Vampire Lord, um, not, yeah, Vampire Lord, it's giving them plus one attack, then that's going to be 40 attacks from 20 of them, 80 attacks, which is statistically 12 mortal wounds, um, which gets your 12 zombies back. There's so much fun that you can have with the Dead Walker zombies. You can give, get the Coven thrown on them. Uh, you can all out attack for plus one to hit if that's what you really wanted to do for some insane reason. Um, you could do some <laughs> really fun things. You could do some really fun things, basically. Um, and they also, I think the, the newly dead rule, the fact that you bring back zombies uh, that you kill is super sweet. Everything I always wanted in a zombie unit. I can grow a bit. I can make them do better with my magic. And then suddenly the stuff they kill gets up. And to quote Night of the Living Dead, the people they kill get up and kill. Those people they yep. kill get up and kill. Oh, God bless America. I love this. <laughs> if this was the whole army, I would totally just buy it anyway. And I know that's boring to some people, but this has been my favorite. Outside of dwarves in general, this is my favorite thing in all of Warhammer, are these big horde zombie uh, units with the necromancers behind them, growing them and having them come back. And maybe they suck, but I don't care. Well, see, so then you've got the, uh, the drag down and torn apart ability, which is honestly weird um, uh, to have with them, but fine um because it makes them very fast uh, oddly uh, which is not really what you expect they base move four inches of course and they're bravery 10 so they're they're less likely to battle shock off um which is quite nice although you'll take 20 uh as a as a start but this is you get to pile in from six inches um and you get to pile an additional three inches this is what we call the good six inch piling as opposed to the bad six inch piling so this means you can start from six inches away and you can pile in six inches so this means that you can run and then you can pile in six inches so these aren't um these aren't uh, days of uh, uh, day of the living dead or whatever it was. Uh, this is um, this is the 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 one with Cillian Murphy and what was it called? Uh, uh, Twenty eight days, days later. later. Yeah, yeah. This is the Cillian Murphy version zombie. So you could run them six inches um, uh, with your command point and just be like, "Cool, I'm going to run them." So that'll be ten inch movement, and then they'll pile in six inches and attack. So they've basically got a sixteen inch threat range. Well, um, and also think, of, think about it, though. This It's not even – I don't I won't even picture this as the 28 days later because they're still the slow, stumbly zombies. But in every zombie movie, what happens when they get really close to people? 
They suddenly um, get agitated and start moving much more quickly. They go from okay. like even watch The Walking Dead. They're kind of stumbling and not paying attention. They're moving really slow. They got nothing to do. They start to see people. They start to get agitated. That's when suddenly they boom. They're grabbing you. They're they're fight. So this this made sense to me as as they get closer to humans, they get more agitated and they do speed up. Watch any zombie movie where they're slow zombies, and they're only slow. When they're stumbling around and trying to move towards you, once they get to you, though, the hands, arms are flailing, the teeth are clacking, they're moving much quicker. So I thought, lore-wise, this was a cool rule because this reminded me of every zombie movie ever. Um, that okay. as they get close to you, that agitation gets into them, and they will attack. And when they're actually attacking, attacking, they do move quicker than when they're shambling around trying to get to you. Consider me uh, agreeing with you now. Yes, uh, that makes that makes some more sense. Yeah, it yes. does. It See, does. because when it doesn't make sense, go to the lore. <laughs> yeah, so you do. That's how. You, <laughs> but narratively, this works for me. Uh, <laughs> exactly. That's why I say that we run a narrative channel at the Honest War Gamer. Um, <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. Every time you say it, I'm like, yes, he does. He absolutely <laughs> <Yeah>. does. <laughs> I was walking. <laughs> that's the guy in Eighth Edition said, ah, it plays to the Lord. Look, I was wandering through the forest as a Chaos Lord. I found two. I found two Hell Cannons. I said, "Let's go to war." That's narrative. <laughs> that's how it works. It's how that works. That's how it works. Hundred percent. Welcome to the game, everyone. But like I told you, there, there's a load of there's a load of combos, wombo combos. So um, that you can do with these guys, which is obviously really really good. You've got the uh, the Coven Throne command ability, which is pretty nice. Which is the tactical insight. Um, uh, you pick a friendly soul blight grave lords unit holding within twelve of this model until your next hero phase. Um, you can add one to hit rolls and wound rolls for targets for attacks made by that unit, and add one to save rolls for attacks that target that unit. So you can basically take a block of forty zombies, make them hit on fours, wound on fours, and give them that that all too precious six up save. Although of course, like I personally feel like you you probably should spend that on something more quality like grave guard. I'd probably for the price of a coven throne just want forty more zombies, but that's me. Um, uh, for like, because like I told you, I'd want to, I'd want to, if I was building one of these lists, I'd want to create a problem list. I'd want to put so many zombies on the board that you'd kind of, and then direwolves in addition that you're just like, this is a lot to deal with. This is a lot to deal with. Right. Like, I don't want to get after you kill out. those forty zombies. I'm gonna bring back twenty of them at some point. Yeah, exactly. And you're just like, like are I you kidding? That's... And then I'm healing them up. Plus, I'm healing them up D3. Plus, if I'm getting that spell off, I might be healing them up another D3. And suddenly it's just, it's, it's, and then I kill, a, I kill, you know, I got a horde of them and I only kill six of your guys, but that puts five more on mine on the back end on my table. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, exactly. Oh, this is my favorite army. Playing, I, I swear, it's so stupid. A couple of corpse carts, a couple of necromancers, and some zombies, and I'm a happy camper. Well, the corpse carts are really awesome. Love yeah. the corpse carts, actually. You've got two versions. One that gives you plus one save um, to uh, dead walker zombies units wholly within 12. That's harder to do. But also plus one casting. So your necromancer nearby means he's casting Van Hells on a five. And that's quite nice. I quite mm-hmm. like that. Um, uh, but like, uh, I actually, initially I went, oh yeah, it's all about the unholy lodestone, but I've changed up. I'm more of a, I'm more of a, you know what it's like when you're at school, someone says to you, like, are you an unholy lodestone guy or are you a balefire brazier guy? And you never really know which short, like what the cool kids are into. Uh, but I've become more of a balefire brazier guy, um, because it, it makes the uh, enemy minus one to wound 
um, if they're attacking a unit while they're within nine inches of the... And I think that actually is better on the math. It's better to make them wound you better, uh, wound you worse than it is um, for you to, to have plus one save, save yeah. basically. Yeah. And you're um, subtracting because, from their, their casting, which is always a bonus. I, w- I loved the lodestone when that stuff was cumulative and you can get zombies up to like twos to hit or twos to wound or stuff like that when it was when you could stack all those things yeah but the brazier now is is definitely that's the one i like because it's 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 and it's slowing down your enemy wizards which can be important you know depending on who you're playing against anytime i can slow them down a bit that's great um, and like you said, I'd rather I'd rather make it harder for them to wound because maybe they're not. Maybe it's harder to wound my guy who's got a really good save too. They're also so cheap, so so yeah. cheap. Eighty points the corpse cast. So great, you could use them to move block. You could use them for like they're they're very cool. They're super sweet, um, and they also look amazing. And like you say, inside that necro army um, uh, with the zombies, I think that they're great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so big big fan of those guys. Yep. Exactly. All you got to do is replace the heads on the old model of the zombies pulling it with uh, with the new zombie heads because they still have the the old the giant bowling ball heads. Oh yeah, of but course. That's a quick head swap, and the and the solution is there. And suddenly that thing looks way creepier. Oh, that's great. Corpse Guard also was the winner of the Honest Wargamer What's the Best Chariot in Age of Sigmar competition. So did it? Uh, yeah. Nice. Because there's very there actually aren't that many chariots anymore, and um, as we define chariots, which is has two wheels and is pulled by something, uh, <laughs> and so um, uh, yeah, actually won best best chariot of in Age of Sigmar for the honest war game. Of course, you guys can obviously have your own opinion on what the best chariot might be. Well, I don't know that's if you've funny, got because I bet you there were people who were steamed that theirs didn't win when this one actually doesn't have the the chariot even rule. And well, I mean, like a burning chariot of Zinch doesn't even have wheels. I mean, how well, insane is that? It's more of a skimmer. Yep. It's like, well, that was like when they called that weird, the one that the giant pigeon was pulling for the high elves in the old edition. Mm-hmm. The sky the, chariot. The sky chariot. Is, is that? And that, that's, that's one of those things that must be magic because it ain't physics. That's so not how chariots work. Yeah, that's not what a chariot does. That's a, yeah. You know? I, I'm, I'm not calling a Sigmarite hammer a Sigmarite banana. It's just not right. Hit it with the hammer! <laughs> uh, so, what, which of the uh, other War Scrolls do you like? Well, I'm going to... There's some cool ones in that whole, whole pack with Radicar, the wolf, with all of, or his whole group. But then you've got to take that whole group, and I don't want to go into all that stuff with all those people. Um, no I does. do like Radicar the Beast. I like the Beast. Yes, He's you are pretty cool on it 12 wounds four up save he gets he's got 12 attacks six of them at uh, and they're all in all 12 attacks he's got uh half of them are at a two inch range with two damage the other half are at a one inch range with d3 damage but they're all both both weapons six attacks threes to hit threes to wound one rend he's just brutal on the attack range he's Um, so good yeah big fan yeah, um, at the end of the combat phase, enemy, if any enemies are, are uh, slain by wounds inflicted by this models, you can heal D3 wounds. So you kill anything, you get D3 wounds back. So you're at that 12 wounds of the 4-up save, taken back D3. Uh, minus 1 to hit this model, just straight-up rule, subtract 1 from hit rolls for attacks, and it's just all hit rolls. 
It's not melee. This guy's reflexes are good. You want to shoot him, minus one. You want to punch him, minus one. He's also not a monster, so that means. Uh, how many wounds he got? Oh, he's not gonna. He's well, not gonna benefit from lookout sir anymore. No, because he's got um, so over ten would, wounds. But still, um, the blood slit claws unmodified sixes is two mortals and you're done. So it counts just like the. He's got a sigmar hand. The 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 lightning hammers. Um, he does the same, and his commandability. Yeah. Uh, so good. Yeah. So call he's got two of them. Uh, call to the hunt. Start of the combat phase. Pick a friendly model and uh, with this. So when if this uh, unit if he makes a charge, you can use this. Add one of the attacks characteristics of melee weapons used by friendly soul bright gravelord units wholly within eighteen inches till the end of the phase. So boom, you're adding one to the attack characteristic if you charge in. Oh, and it's Soul Bright Gravelord. So this is uh, the Grave Guard that we already liked. Get an extra attack. All the zombies, if you, want, if you want to give them plus one attack each, so and then they've already had Van Hell's cast on them, so they're piling and attacking twice with plus one attack, so they're generating even more zombies, which is super fun, oh, um, and you enjoy, you're enjoying that loads. I think that that's, that's really nice. Uh, he basically is a hundred and... Uh, 40 point, I can't remember what the math is on it I don't know how much uh, die wolves are at the moment but he's, he's, he only costs 180 points effectively because his other command ability is that he um, uh, can summon a pack of 10 die wolves as well so just by taking him you, you bonus get 10 die wolves in your army as long as he doesn't get shot that's off right and they're, 130, they're 135 points you're right and yeah. he's yeah I remember you talking about this and I did the math wrong, but he's he's 180 points basically because you get 135 points worth of free stuff, which right. is great to babysit your necromancer uh, and a bunch of other stuff. So that's so good. He's just brilliant. He's like if you're talking like meta game top end, he's fine. He's he's not broken. He's not like whatever. But he's just great. He's got run. He's got run and charge, which is nice. But he doesn't have fly, so he'll just hit a screen and he'll hit it really hard, uh, and that's really okay. He moves eight inches, so fourteen inches um, movement with run and charge, and then he obviously can um, uh, like like uh, so fourteen inch movement, then charge. So that's all brilliant. Like he's just really great. Like like the army itself is just like. Yeah, he's great. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you take it? Like, why why would you try your hardest to try to make some other element in the army that's a bit janky try to work? Why wouldn't you just be having fun running this guy around screaming, I'm the wolf, or whatever it is right. you want to do? Like, he's great. And he's, yeah, and he, like you said, he does he does everything. It's minus one to hit him. He's he's doing mortals on sixes. He's uh, He's got ten direwolves just showing up behind him. Um, he's healing wounds back if he kills anything, and if you play him smart and send him after stuff with uh, you know some of those smaller low wound things, you know it's like you're gonna kill at least one thing, so you're healing back some of those. It's, it's, he's got everything. I love him best. Yeah, same, same, um, same, same. What Big else? Um, what else in here? I mean, Manfred's still cool. Neferata's still Manfred's cool. They always amazing. were amazing. <laughs> Manfred's amazing. Manfred could just like, oh, Manfred. Man, I mean, obviously, narratively awful. Screw you, Manfred. You're the worst. <laughs> He's um, such a snake. That's what I love about him, though. He is the, he is that guy, the villain you love 
to hate because he is honestly very dangerous. But he also, at the first sign of him losing, he will just he's he's got that Skaven. There's he's he's got Skaven in him. That's just all I'm saying. He's the first guy okay. to stab you in the back. He's the first guy to run from the battlefield when it looks like it's going bad. He's the first guy to trip you and scream, get him, while he's running. But when he's actually in the fight, he can be brutal. Like, I just, oh, I love everything I've about just, Manfred. Uh, I've just um, worked at a lot of, like, alternative nights. Like, so I've DJed a lot at rock nights and stuff. Uh-huh. And he's, he's just a, he's just a bit too a bit too My Chemical Romance for me or, like, the Rasmus. <laughs> like, what we do in, like, like, or he kind of reminds me of the vampires from what we do in the shadows as opposed to, like, he's not, he's not, like, underworld vampires like he's no he's, no he's not and he's not vampire the what masquerade we do in the shadows vampire. he is what you know what yes i would agree to that um, yeah like, but, but he's not, got an amazing he's got he, he's he, he's got a couple of amazing abilities specifically well loads armor of the temple half i love the kind of throwback to the old school days with that that's great mm-hmm. first uh, first wound or mortal wound allocated to this model in each phase is negated that's really nice just to stop a bit of chip damage and obviously he's got the hunger so he can heal d3 back in combat and stuff so that's kind of nice for making sure he always flies around um now this one's great, the Sword of Unholy Power. If an enemy, if any more enemy models are slain by wounds inflicted by this model's Geistvor, until the end of the phase, add one to the attack characteristic of melee weapons used by friendly Soulblight Grave Lords, summonable units while they're wholly within 12 inches. This model, so you could do a really nice combo with Radikar, who we just spoke about the Beast. So if Radikar goes in and pops his command ability, and then um, and then uh, Manfred does this, you could have a unit of zombies or Grave Guard with plus two attacks, kind of wedged between them. Um, uh, which would be really nice. And actually, because of the way command ability stacking isn't allowed to work in Age of Sigmar 3, this is just a plain ability. So it's just really nice. It's a nice little fun thing, uh, and you can just throw him out and do that with stuff. I love that. I think that's cool. Um, and now, this is the one that's probably uh, the, the scariest, which is Mortark of the Knight ability, which is at the start of the combat phase, if this model is within three inches of an enemy units, you can remove this model from the battlefield and basically put him in deep strike, so I'm nine inches away from all enemy units. So this means if you charge him at the start of the combat phase, so you charge him, he just goes, cool, I don't want to be in this fight, and he'll just run away. Yeah, or, that's what he does. He is not yeah. going to get... Manfred has survived this long because he doesn't get into a combat he can't win. He has... There, there is no uh, nobility to him. There is no, you know, oh, I have to get into this. Oh, it's my honor. You, you jump at Manfred and you're ten times his strength and you're like, come on, prove yourself. Manfred's like, no. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's just like... Nope, I'm not doing this. He he is not a stand-up guy, is what he is. No, Uh, but honestly, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm just saying, you know, you've seen that movie Friday, right? Yeah. Would you fight Debo when he goes and puts up those muscles? Said, "You want some of this, old man?" The guy looks at him and smartly says, "No," and walks away. And Manfred's going to do the same thing if he doesn't. If he can't win that fight, he's out. This rule is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And tactically, it's incredibly powerful in-game. In so for like people who want to build something that's super strong. So it's nice that he's got like two varieties of things. Like uh, both, so yeah, both the ability from the Geast 4 and also that. So he's just really good. So yeah, big, big. And he's also a two-cast wizard. Um, not that you want to cast the Law of Vampire spells, but it's nice that he is. He's there. He can be doing a Mystic Shield and whatever else he wants to do. So big fan of the Mamps well, his- in-game. 
his spell's not bad. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, if you're gonna, I mean, you gotta cast two spells. You're gonna cast something. This is one of those things where, I, and I look at them. Okay, uh, pick an enemy unit within six inches, and you can do D three mortal wounds. This is that stupid spell that after you fought, and you've given a bonus to that other hero, and he's walking away with that one dang wound left. This is it, it's I. They're not great spells, but those are those types of things that it's just I always look at them and say, you know what, this is the thing that's gonna take it. Plus. This is, you know, after you cast your arcane or your your arcane bolt and you didn't take the guy out, then you throw this. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You know, because it's not arcane bolt. It's another spell that's not great, but it's similar. So you can double cast it. I'm, I'm look, Once again, I'm looking for the positive spin on this because, like you said, uh, unless I'm casting that pinion spell with him. Which is great. Yep. He's very scary. He wants pinions all day. I think he wants to mystic shield himself up and pinions himself away and just be like, I'm Manfred. I'm going for some fun. Like, he's just great. Great, great, great. If, big big fan of him. Oh, wait a minute. Plus six to the move. Yeah, yeah with that pinion, he's moving 22 inches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's all over the place. Yeah, and then and then if he does put himself in a bad position, at the start, nah, I'm not fighting this. I'm out. It's, yeah, oh, I love away. him. Love yeah, him. Vordry's great. He's amazing at a fight. Like um, he's got so much damage output. So Vordry's really, really like punchy, which is really nice. If you want to kind of combo those two together, they both have like a flat three up armor save as well, which I think is lovely. I'd like to hear some more stories about Vordry as well. Like you know, he just kind of randomly got slapped into Legion of Nagash at one point. They were like, they were like, oh by the way, here's a character, and you're like, oh okay, uh, where where's he? They were like, boom character you're like, yeah okay, and now he's fun. stuck in the tower which makes his in, his story even more interesting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because like, i don't know if minute. we're gonna see yeah go on no go ahead i don't no. know if we're gonna see like a vordry model at some point but like you know like it was a, a long time ago he got kind of just like slopped on us and like you know everyone in front of all the flesh eater course players are like hey do we have any characters and they're like no no <laughs> none for you but like vordry's just appeared now so i think that's interesting um <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> so yeah, they're all good. Even the vampire lord, like so. Uh, although the vampire lord's a little bit sad because he lost the chalice of blood and darkness, well, which kind of made him. Vordry's got it now. He's got Isabella's well, yes. old. He's got Isabella's old chalice. That's exactly what that is. Somehow he stole. Well, Isabella's previously chalice. there were loads of knockoff copies. All the vampire lords had them, like yep. all over the place. So, but they've just discovered the real one now. I think. Yeah. So there you go. Was, so yeah. he's got it. Apparently. Yeah, he's got the real one. Yeah, but Snake. like. So, yeah, and they've all three up armor saves, so they're so good to double up with the Blood Knights. So you could just build, like, a big three-up armor save army that's just, like, you know, uh, that's very difficult to deal with because you're like, okay, I'll charge that one. Oh, he's flapped away. No, I'll charge this other one. Oh, he's got two-up armor save. Oh, like, it's, it, I imagine it could be quite frustrating, which is, uh, which is exactly what you want, right? And they're all very fast, yeah. very fast, so they can pick and choose their fight. So do you put Manfred in your Castelli uh, army because he's got the Legion of Night keyword, so he doesn't get any of those bonuses, but he doesn't really necessarily need them. You can take him as a hero in this army, couldn't you? Yeah, hundred percent. And he doesn't. He doesn't need any bonuses, really. No. He... And all of the bon- and all of the bonuses that are available just aren't really worth it on him anyway. So, um, like, I would just use him as like a, a true menace. Is right. how I would describe him. He's just running around being a menace, not even part of the army. It kind of narratively works. He's just there. He's like, I'm kind of involved in this fight, but also, 
like screw you guys i'm not that bothered i'm off i'm, I'm working, off to go and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> working with the crimson keep because it's convenient for me you put yeah, them in there yeah. that's that's why cuz you know that that's that's yeah um do we want to talk about luca vai and the vangorian lords so they're not bad um they're just like they've they're they're weird right like do you like the uh, model oh do i like the model no no, okay. but that's okay. I'm not meant to like the model, right? Like, well, I'm just curious. Clearly, we're trying to. The designers didn't want us to like the model either, right? That, well, th when I first looked at it, I'm like, this is the weirdest human centipede-looking model I've seen from Games Workshop. It doesn't make any sense. And someone's like, it's supposed to be a centaur, because mm -hmm. those front mm -hmm. part aren't hooves; they're like hands and arms, because they got the wings. And that's Big what throws me part. off. If mm -hmm. those were legs, like hooves, then it's a centaur. But they made him arms, which made it look like you put a torso on that guy's neck, and it looks like his the, the a monster's head's up their butt. Um, yeah. But once someone said it's supposed to be a centaur, and I, if you, I, I don't mind him as much once I realized that's what it was supposed to be. Um, it's the front, it's the wings looking like arms that throws me off. I almost think if you were good at converting, you could put some legs on the front there or and add some wings to it or just change that up a little bit, and I think it would look a lot cooler. I don't hate it. I hated it when I first saw it. I'm, I'm kind of into it now, um, but it, um, took, it took someone saying it's a centaur, and I mean, I really didn't see a centaur because of those front arms, the arms, and they're, yes. they're not, they're not, they don't look like legs or or like they would it don't, they don't look like they would crawl around on all fours and that's the problem even though that's what it's, he's doing on the model I, I, it's, it's very disconcerting is how i would describe it i'm not sure i feel uncomfortable i did i kind of went uh, have i got time for a point do you mind please do i got nothing but time uh, well, honestly so, and i know that i know the listeners are enjoying it so go for it so i had i had a big uh, a big um thought <laughs> uh, like uh, the other day a couple of months ago about this and about games workshop and their design aesthetic i i think it's a little bit toxic sometimes when you always have to say of course the model's beautiful like because you cannot like stuff it's very healthy to not like stuff it's very healthy to say i don't like this you know someone's like i don't like onions in my food I, I love onions in my food but like you know someone's like i don't like it and then it just is quietly having a terrible dinner because they haven't said they don't like something it's just a weird setup to oh be i agree apart. like the bone like, rapers Yeesh. but that's just yeah weird. okay there we go <laughs> I'm just, right? yeah I, I i can't i i can't get past those faces they're just uh no and plus the way those arms swing those two swords and no but that this isn't a bone reapers and i'm interrupting Go ahead and so keep my, talking about this. So, yeah, the so the point, the, but the point is, is that Games Workshop deserve a lot of props, and uh, you'll know that I'll be the first person to tell them if I don't think that they're doing something good. That'll be that's like the first person in a queue, uh, ready to do. But in this particular field, I think they deserve loads of credit and love because they're doing something which is pretty bold, in my opinion. And here's why. The fantasy genre wholesale is fairly reductive, ultimately, but is also really new. It's a couple of hundred years old at best. Obviously, there's loads of mythology and other stuff from 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 years and years and years and well, thousands of years ago. But ultimately, like the you know, the idea of fantasy and what fantasy should look like and, and, and be 
is always evolving and changing and moving forward, you know, from, um, and we've seen that go from Tolkien to uh, Feist to, you know, whichever your favorite fantasy author is or whatever your right. favorite fantasy shows are, right? And, and how that's kind of changed. I talked about the fact that actually uh, Game of Thrones is actually almost counterintuitively fantasy or like it's a counterpoint to fantasy where fantasy is like explorative of like these these wonderful and weird and magical worlds and uh like game of thrones really when you read the books it was it was all to do with the humanization like it was like yeah there's some fantasy elements there but ultimately like it's just about people I know this is a long-winded thought, but I'll, I'll try. No, I get it. what you're saying because uh, it's like if you read *Name of the Wind*, which is uh, fantasy uh, books by T uh, Tim Rothfuss. It's yeah. pretty much all humans. There's very few fantasy creatures. There's magic and stuff in it, but there's very few. And and this is definitely, yeah, they're kind of going with, they're hey, they're going for it. Yeah, and this is yeah, and this is my point. Like. Games Workshop, with their model ranges and with their story, but the story comes after the model ranges, so with the model ranges, they're exploring new ground, and they're saying, okay, vampires, you think vampires look like this, but what if they look like this? What if they? What would happen if they drank the blood of a rat or if they drank the blood of this or that? Like, What would it end up looking like? And they're exploring that, and they're a really big name. You know, they're pushing the boundaries of what, like, fantasy kind of is in a load of different ways. They're pretty much, they're, or they're definitely the market leaders in miniatures. So they're, and it behooves them as well to explore it because they obviously then get to, like, make these exclusive models and then other people are really ripping them off, which is a nice change of pace for them, uh, ultimately, over as time goes on. But, like, so they get to say, look, I'm, you know, we're doing something new. We're pushing the boundaries of what fantasy could be to their own audience. And I think that that's wicked. I think that that's actually really good. Sometimes they're going to be clangers. Uh, that's true. And it happens, man. It happens. Yeah. And I think these are the ones that are clangers. But I think the rest of the time, and some people love them, but I think what I'm trying to say is, is I think they deserve a bit of love for trying their hardest to make these things. Um, even if they don't necessarily work, because sometimes they're not marketable. So it's it's swing for the fences every time. If this is if this is the company and this is the thing you're doing, not everyone's going to love it. It's okay not to love it. it. The only thing it's just it's not okay to be a jackhole about it on on you know. Uh, and I'm not saying you are like if you you say you don't like something, you give a legit reason. I'm talking about people who get up and it's just like every time you see them, like this is the worst and GW is the worst company ever because this model, I don't like it. You know what I'm talking about. The people yeah, who go yeah. overboard. Um, a, honestly, there's models I don't like. I am not a fan of the Kragnos model. Really? Uh, Why is it about him you don't you like? You know what? It's got cool stuff on it. And when I first looked at it at first, I'm like, this is really awesome. Uh, I really like this. Um, I do like his weapons. I like the veininess to him. That I, you know what? I think it's the head. Something about the, the head face. and uh, yeah, that's a weird. And I get it. They're not centaurs. They're centauroids, so they don't have horse face or human faces or horse faces. They got something in the middle. I don't. I don't get the horns. And I'm reading the rules. And I still don't get the horns. <laughs> um, it looks. It looks like hair. It looks like he's got. Two separate hairdos. If GW went top knot 40k guy and gave him two top knotties, top knots, this is what it would look like. Um, it's it's not it's not completely my uh, thing. Um, it's there's something about it that just doesn't hit for me. And you know what? 
it's uh, maybe it's just it's that same sort of centauri pose. Um, I, I, I think it. Another thing that bothers me about about it's a bit of a rip. Like I'm paying a lot of money for that model, and then most of it's a rock. Like, well, okay, yes, most of it's rock. Plus, it, it does kind of look like the bull. You know, we don't. We, everyone say, and I know people who like this want to see the new centaur models or new bull ogre centaurs, and that's kind of how he feels like. But he's not that. And I was like, oh, I'd like that thing, you know. Um, and I'm not complaining. It they 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 took a swing for it. Uh, and like you said, I get what you're saying. What else do you? What do you like about it? Uh, like I, I, like I think he's he's fun as a destruction god. I think he's quite clearly someone spent. They were going to do a Beast of Chaos range. I think every every criticism is like, come on, you've repurposed that from Beast of Chaos. Is so fair that like it's it's beyond like it's beyond contestation. Like, uh, yeah. but like yeah, <laughs> like the the uh, the um, the forbidden power and the spells. So the kind of you know the we had the core set from Malayan Sorcery, and then there was the Forbidden Power ones, right. do you remember? Yeah, and they were just like, oh, these are the Legion of Nagash and the spells. Like, they're like, no, 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 they're, they're wild spells with Nagash's head on it, and also a necrotic bridge, Ooh, and also yeah. a soul a soul dude. And you're like, that's cool, man. Like, it doesn't matter that that was what you did. Like, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> No one's no one's stressed yeah. um, uh, about it, but yeah, I think I think he's clearly a BOK model, uh, and that's fine as well. I, so I like him because he's just a big stompy monster that looks rad, uh, basically, and he doesn't have to be too smart. Like, yeah. well, like, and, and I realized we're, we're, I'm taking us way off topic here talking about that model, but that's I mean, you don't have to like everything. You don't have to you like. Don't everything. have to like everything. In fact, it's weird if you do. <laughs> I will say this: I, a, a lot of times I paint them like they look in a book, and I build them, and I don't convert them because this is way better than what I could have thought of. Even though, like, I wouldn't have come up with this maybe, but I don't know that what I would have come up with was was much cooler. I can make suggestions after the fact. You know, I'm still gonna. I still. Yeah. I'm probably gonna buy her because she's a pretty cool thing, and I'd like to play with her. But you know, hey, it's not for everybody. Do you have a destruction army? Do I have a destruction army? Oh, you're army? talking about Luke of I. No, Luke of I. Sorry, no. Luke of I. No, 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 not uh, him. Luke of I. So the, yeah, well, the, the, so the Vengoris uh, specifically are a little bit weird, right? The Avangoris, the Vengoris. Like, mm -hmm. the, because they've got this ability um, uh, called Undeniable Impulse, which is actually really unique in Age of Sigmar, um, because we don't really have a lot of these anymore. And this is... Um, at the start of the hero phase, you roll a dice for this model. If the roll is equal to or less than the number of the current battle round, so turn one if it's a one, um, uh, until your next hero phase, this model can run and still charge later in the same turn. However, this model cannot can use command abilities until your next hero phase. So it's one of the very few models I've ever seen with a, an uncontrollable mechanic in it. And that immediately just drops you down from, like, I don't want this. Like, because you can't rely on it doing what you want it to do at the time you want it to do it. Um, and it gets worse as the game goes on, the, your, 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 your opportunity cost for that. So actually, like, you know, and the, the reducing the Ren by one from the um, uh, Nightmare Miasma, which both, both uh, Luke of I and the unnamed one have, uh, is really, really nice. Super good ability. Um but it's uh, it's 
uh, while enemy units are within three inches of any friendly models with this ability, reduce the rend one. So you can kind of go in, reduce the rend by one. So your blood knights, if you charge with them, they're like their their three up save is even more valuable if you give them the blood knights plus one save, which you can do now. So they'll have a two up save, and then effectively with rend being ignored by one, you're giving them an additional plus one save. So really, you're adding plus two. So that's so good. That's so good. But mm-hmm. I can't reliably guarantee that Lukavai is going to do what I want. And that's weird. Like and, you know what it reminds I, me of, frenzy. Tell, tell me, yes. Remember, because yes. that's I would take. Uh, you know, and that was old the old old school Warhammer. But you know, I'll take my I'll take my unit up, and we're ranking flank. So I would put them at an angle in front of you to force you and your frenzy. You have to charge. You're going to hit them. You're going to overrun them, and I'm going to force you to run all over the board because I can control you because you have this weird uncontrollable rule to you which you're right they 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 seem to have eliminated a lot of those types of things um the old uh, animosity the rules yeah i mean if 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 you like that sort of thing if that cuz i mean the animosity rules with the orcs if you were playing orcs in fantasy you you weren't you know you weren't playing to be you were playing cuz you loved orcs and all the goofy rules that came with it cuz they had all that, that that army was full of goofy stuff but yeah, taking Nate, something my co-host the, is one of my co-hosts for the Sigma show. Wants animosity to return. He thinks it's the most fun, um, but he's he's a special breed. So I don't think that necessarily uh, <laughs> uh, is is the feeling everyone has. But yeah, so the the Vengori are great um, uh, as like, but they're not brilliant. So they're not uh, they're they're weird choices. They're weird choices in a book, but they definitely have a place if you wanted to try and use them in a certain way. If that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Well, do we want to cover anybody else? Every, I think. Um, c- Coven Throne, we talked about the commandability on the Coven Throne. Mm-hmm. Va- straight up Vampire Lord. Oh, oh, almost forgotten. My babe. My babe. Belladama Volga. Belladama. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, how can we forget about her? She's so good. So she, in close combat, she's fine. Three attacks, three, 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 one, two, three damage. But she's nine wounds, so she gets lookout, sir. Uh, she's uh, move 10, so she's fast. She's got four up save. Um, so she's not too bad. Um, and she's got the hunger, so she heals D3, which is nice. Um, so you, you also add one to the casting, spelling, unbinding rolls for this model. In addition, roll dice for you allocate a wound or water wound to this model. If it's within three inches of a friendly direwolves unit, so if she runs with the pack on a three plus, the mortal wound is allocated to one of those instead. Um, That's another in addition uh, rule. Yeah, yeah, so they love that. It's caffeine, four o'clock in the afternoon. That's what you're doing. But uh, the, uh, the, it's the, the, so basically she's got like the necro rule, so she can pass wounds off to the dogs, and that makes her that much more survivable. So those nine wounds with a four up save really are effectively like pretty good. She's basically got a three up ward um, as long as she's near some doggos, which is great. But then she's got an amazing command ability, which is uses command ability to start your hero phase. If you do so, pick a friendly Dowels unit, hold it within 12 of this model. That unit is eligible to fight in the combat phase if it's within 60 inches of enemy units instead of three so that um, it can move an extra three inches to pile in so it gives a unit of doggos the additional uh, pile in rule which is super fun um, so they're piling from six inches which is nice and then mm-hmm. you've got magic and she casts two spells dear goodness powerhouse <laughs> in this army yep uh, yeah so good and she's got two great spells two great spells lichen curse and under the killing moon um, and lichen curse is a seven you do D3 mortal wounds and you summon that many. Each model you kill, so three maximum, and then you summon a direwolf for each model you kill. So you can summon three. So you can just pin a unit in. And I don't know if you've ever had Steve the Spawn summoned on you. No. Um, but 
So Kairos has got an ability, as do quite a few other units, where they can kill a model in a unit, and then if you kill a model specifically with Kairos, you can summon a spawn with Bolt of Change. Then you summon a spawn, and his name is Steve. Oh, but okay. now you can summon three different doggos who you could name, which and I'm super in love with. two wounds apiece, right? Yeah. So you're killing three models at one wound apiece, maybe, and getting back the... the... So that's nice. You're, you're putting a model. It's not a wound. So you're getting up to six wounds worth of models there. Now, if you do that, do you need a unit around there, or is that just its own little no, unit no. now? It's own little unit. So you can, you, can, you can pin in a unit of shooting units or whatever. So good. Oh, that's, that's really great, actually. I didn't realize that. It's super fun. Like and also she's such a babe. So what an amazing ability! So you run her forward with Radicar, which is why I like Vicross, right? Because I just think that it's the most thematic and it looks awesome. So you run her forward, you you pin a unit in with that. Radicar charges in. He gives plus one attacks to all the direwolves. Direwolves get a pile in. So good. Loads of cool stuff. Not very strong in game, truthfully, but looks awesome. And then uh, her other spell under the Killing Moon is cast on six. Um, and when you cast it. Um, uh, an unmodified hit roll for an attack made by melee weapons by a friendly Soulbrite Gravelords unit holding the 12 of the caster is a 6. The, inflict, the attack inflicts 2 hits on the target instead of 1. Oh. So, if you were, which is so good, yeah. right? So, if you had a unit of Graveguard nearby, her, if that's the way you wanted to take her as well, then all of those Graveguard hits could uh, generate 2 uh, hits on a roll of a 6, so exploding 6s, and they're damaged 2. So, you could just have loads of fun with that question yes um going back to my obsession with the zombies um, i'm ready they're on modified sixes do a mortal wound and the attack sequence but you ends. can't have two effects a proc off a six okay so that so you can't you can't do that uh and you can't just pick one either um wait so no actually the way it works is if you've got both effects the six will proc the mortal wound and it will generate one additional hit Will it? I'm just I'm confusing Age of Sigmar two and three now at the moment, and so honestly, I'll have to put a pin in that and, and okay. Because that's what I'm curious about. Because if I put it on them, I do the the one six, so it does a mortal wound. But you definitely don't do two mortal wounds. Is the point? No, but if I do that extra hit, once again, I'm just saying the more things I can kill with these, suddenly suddenly if I do an extra hit, I might kill another model, which means. Odds are, with the two up, I'm going to put another model into my army. I'm always looking for how I can get a couple extra kills. I hear you. I hear you. But why wouldn't you want some elite graveguard just murdering folks? Well, and that's, like, I'm just, it depends on what's nearer. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, yeah, that's I'm true. just, I'm throwing out, if I'm taking a zombie horde army, because the graveguard stuff I, I wouldn't take with too many zombie hordes necessarily. Um, I'm just, you know, what's near them? What can I do? Can I do more than this one thing? Graveguard, it's great. Skeletons, it's going to be good. But can I do it with this because it has this other rule? That's what I wanted to know. Because you never know when you want to start piling up, you know, when the uh, situation yeah. calls for it. Yeah, I just, uh, I've just spent a lot of time absorbing the AOS 3 stuff yesterday. So my, I'm a bit like, oh, there's something to do with sixes and I need to re-remind re, re myself. I, um, yeah, I've been uh, reading it over and over again. And I'm like, I still don't get everything. <laughs> it's not it's it's really good really no, good set very uh, happy about it it's it's very different uh and i'm i'm looking forward to get playing it and giving it a try um it's it's a this is not one of those edition changes where it was just a, a rules tweak this is a big this is a big change edition and i'm i'm hey 
we all know I'm a fanboy. I'm looking forward to giving it a try, man. So that's what I do. So I think it's very positive. Yeah. Is all I'm going to say. No, I'm like I said, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, of course, I think it's positive, but I haven't played any games and I'm only read the rules a couple times. Like I said, what do I know? But I, I'm I'm looking forward to, you know, trying something new. I'm, you know, it's something new. The game, even if you don't get to play for the past year, the game still tends to get old after a while. You, you know, you're running through those same steps. A big shakeup like this is always something that at least is going to bring interest. So, yeah, that's that's true, and more people to be friends with eventually. Yay! Um, so we've already talked about this last part. I think I think we're pretty much wrapping it up. Um, yeah, maybe we've you know we're going to take your sort of your your zombie hordes or your grave guard or else you're going to go something with a heavy armor um, unless you want to go themey and get dire wolves um, is there any use for fell bats those models are so nice no 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 not at the price point they are either nope none of that I none of that see i can't I, you know i and i had a bunch of them that i bought uh, different models for them when they had the them and i'm like you know three for 75 oh that's not too bad but they don't do much. The other ones used to have like the bat swarms and stuff, where it could at least kind of mess you up. Oh, this... sorry, I'm, I, I was talking about literally the financial cost of of a unit of three. Like um, I'm noping out of that, but they're also just. Oh. Uh, uh, I don't want to be reductive. Whenever I whenever I say things like, if you guys want to, I could go through a very long fifteen minute conversation about why they're bad. But I'm just going to say they suck and no. Like gotcha. is. Uh, like uh, context gotcha. sometimes is king, but sometimes people <laughs> just don't want the context. No, I get uh, you. <laughs> like, so then no, you cannot trust me though, and take as many as you like and prove me wrong. <laughs> I missed the bat swarms. I liked the bat swarms how they would swarm around you, and they weren't great, but they were kind of hard to kill because they had a bunch of wounds. They didn't kill they you, but they had a great ability. Just, yeah, that was the thing. The ability would mess you up, and I loved yeah. it. And they're gone. Uh, what about the white kings and the black knights? Uh, double no. Double um, no? Uh, this, the, the command ability has not been FAQ'd yet. No, there's been no, no FAQ yet. So the command ability actually right now doesn't even work. Uh, so just waiting for the FAQ on that um, from the White King or the White King on horse. Or it's the it's White King on foot that's messed up. But either way, no. Although they do make your, your skeletons battle line if you want. But skeletons are also kind of like meh anyway. Like some people seem to really like them because you can generate more back after you uh like when you die you can kind of necron res them. I don't yeah. really see that having a lot I don't see that having a lot of play personally. Um because again in order for your ability to be good you've got to be really wounded and I'm like, oh no, I don't not a fan of that. Yeah. Um the, well the one benefit that I thought I saw from it was okay, I got a bunch of skeletons. They're not that expensive. It's a bigger unit. I've got a couple of battles I can pick. I'll pick other stuff first because I don't mind if my skeletons get attacked first because I'll get a chance to bring some of them back or do whatever that thing is that they get to do. The you know, yeah. So it's like I it it takes some of the pressure off um, to uh, to get to that unit first. It's like okay, I I don't mind letting that sit. That's not a great reason to take them though, <laughs> because once again you got to die to have stuff affect. Um, plus they count against your as a as a as a, as a um, as a community. We're we're such an amazing group of individuals. Uh, obviously, uh, don't include myself in that. But you all listening are such a great amount a group of individuals because you really try to turn water into wine almost consistently. Like people are like but maybe we can make this work. And I'm like, I really respect that effort. Like, it's huge. Countries and kingdoms were built on that that energy. Like, it's good. <laughs> yeah? Like, well, here's the, okay, yeah. 
they're not great compared to the other things in the book, but also I already own like 120 of them. I may want to give them a try. And so you got, sometimes you got to look at it that way. These are the models I have. I, you know, I could look at this and be like, I just wish I, I'll go out and buy something else. Or I could give it a shot and say, look, hey, maybe I, you know, like maybe I can make a silk, uh, silk, silk hat out of a sow's ear. I'm going to try at least. Yeah, like, and I respect that. I really do. Like, I always think about like maybe new buyers, like, and 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 what I would suggest to them. And and I wouldn't say skeletons, although oh, I love no. them, do, do models or black knights. Neither of those two would be on my like. Uh, this is my suggestion list, mainly because I just don't think that they're super fun. Like, that's kind of a key component. Although maybe that ability is fun, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Um. Wow, I think we've covered most of it. The terror guys and the zombie dragon. Zombie dragon has almost no rules. Like, yeah, like again, why are you taking the zombie dragon in a in a in an army full of other cool stuff? Why is it there? Why are you why are you why have you bought the Grave Lords book and thought I'll buy some old zombie dragons? Is what I'll do. It's a it's a weird flex. Also, they're not very good. So they're better in um, they're better in fact. Uh, yeah, fleshy of course. Yeah. Yeah, that and the terror guy. So it's like, and you know what? I have a couple of those models. I might play a game where I try to throw one on the table to see what happens when I'm playing with Harrison. But no, I want to play with this cool new stuff. Like yeah, I said, I you know I almost bought some of the cool new stuff, even though I told him I was at I was at Grognard's Games just yesterday picking up a Harrison's terrain piece, and I was looking at the Radicar the Beast, going, oh, I might, I th-. I'm like, I don't even have an army to play it with. That's okay, but he's so cool. Just buy him. Just buy him. <laughs> my daughter's like dad you're being stupid put it down i'm like okay I, you, she's like do you have anything for that army because she can see me struggling she can see on my face she knows the questions <laughs> to ask when we go to the store do you need that one dad uh, maybe do you have, what, what are you playing that army right now i don't even have this army put it down okay that's good of her she's that's helpful. good of her i wish i had someone to help me with that yeah Plus, yeah, you don't want to see me coming in with too many toys. Walk your dad walking around with too many toys if you can avoid <laughs> having your dad walking around all in toys. So, oh, geez. All right. So, um, this has been fantastic. Rob, thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. It's it, You're a truly lovely person to spend some time talking with. <laughs> well, so uh, I feel I feel very honored that I got asked, is the point. Uh, yeah, and honestly, I would have you on any time. If there was anything you wanted to talk about on a, on a more laid-back situation and just chilling here, I'm sure, always one time, to One time, just invite me on and we'll just do a chat. We'll just have a hangout and chat. Yeah, without a book. We'll just do like a hobby chat or something like that. I'd love to do that. Yeah, I man. haven't been able to... They put out so many books now. I used to be like waiting for the next book. Now it's like, oh, I'm three behind. I've got to put on an extra episode this month just to cover the new game and still cover the Kragnos book because I never got to it yet. <laughs> oh my god, that's a lot. <laughs> I know... <laughs> Uh, I mean, you do uh, it every day. I do I them get every it, day. But, yeah. That's why I do them every day. Just, just fire through them. Like I'm, I'm ready. Uh, no, I'm reading Kragnos, and I'm enjoying reading it. But these books are getting long, and there's so many books out, and I'm trying to cover every book in two weeks, and it's like, oh, this is ridiculous. I mean, careful what you wish for, right? Remember when we got three books a year, and we were like, I wish we'd get more books. And here you go, choke <laughs> on them. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's been a lovely time. Thank you very much. So much fun. So much fun, Rob. Thank you very much. Okay. And folks, I just want to one more time thank all of our sponsors, Chaos Orc Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, and as well as our Patreon patrons, those who 
make everything on this show possible. Our associate producers, Dwight Sims, Christopher Sanders, AJC, Opie, and Big Jake. Our executive producer, Colin Miller. And once again, uh, welcome back, Sheldon Turner. And thank you for the bump from Derek Zimmerman. Every one of you is... Uh, I just feel like I could never uh, express how much I appreciate it. I really do appreciate all that you guys do for the show. So um, thank you one more time. And Rob, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it so much. Very, very, very much appreciated being on. All right. And folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand till all others fall. And only the faithful know no despair except in failure.